oh, Aaron likes a movie. <laughs> right, <Yay>. surprise, surprise. <laughs> Aaron enjoyed something. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dyser, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Cucumbers, mandarin oranges, toothpaste, and sticker doodles. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. There's a list of uh, things you do not eat together. No. <laughs> Those are things you should never eat. Well, one of them you can eat whenever you'd like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oranges. Yes. The rest of them you should never consume. <laughs> <laughs> Snickerdoodles never? Not even a single Snickerdoodle? I thought you were about to do like the Ghostbusters thing, though. They're like, you know, the, what is it? Like, it's like dogs and cats living, living together. together. Mass, Mass hysteria. hysteria. Yeah. The only I can't reason... remember what he says before dogs and cats. So he's like, he's yeah. like the streets running with lava. I don't know what I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, Which... I don't remember. The only reason I know it is because of the outtakes. Oh, yeah, we do use that. <laughs> streets running with lava could describe one of the videos we're going to talk about today. Run- I'm going to, people are going to be, take away my Ghostbusters card. I just, I can't remember what he says. <laughs> you have a Ghostbusters That's card? That's really cool, That's so man. Cool. That's awesome. I want one of those. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it's amazing. I was talking about a literal card. Yes. That's <laughs> hold on. Uh oh, that's cool. Yeah, Jonathan just showed us his Ghostbusters card. Oh, it's signed by <laughs> Bill Murray Stop and it. everything. Stop. That's amazing. Oh my god. How'd that's, you get that? That is wild, man. You know, and and you know, we're gonna be talking about Harold Ramis later. Yeah. So yeah, it's good times. Uh, I'm ready to get into it, guys. Uh, I'm really excited about uh, this week's show. Lots of really fun stuff. Uh, so let's go ahead and head into this inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general, kicking it off with commercial sins. Affleck. Affleck. Thank you, Danae. That was, was, we all got in on that. That was really nice. Uh, this is the Aflac Isn't commercial, and Barrett wrote this one. Um, I, you know, I have insurance, <laughs> but it is, it is not Aflac. Uh, I feel like Aflac missed the boat on like the thing the insurance companies are supposed to do, which is have an amazing jingle. Like mm-hmm. every insurance company has like this get in your head earworm jingle, and Aflac's, no, we're just going to do a duck. Yeah, that sounds like Gilbert Gottfried. I get confused by Affleck because because the only time I've had it, I I haven't had I, I had it at one job because it was, mm-hmm. but it was more like it was secondary, right? It was like you could get the cancer policy or you could get the right, um, you could get the like uh, injury policy, which actually works out really well. I will say because my wife had a couple of policies that when she was uh, in the hospital, you know, giving birth to our daughter, uh, you know, we got paid, so <laughs> nice. it, it can be beneficial, but I. I guess they do have just full blown insurance. I've just, you know, never, never thought of them that way because they seem to be more pitched at like these, you know, different types of claims that you would want to get in on, I guess. And that's what this commercial is supposed to do, right? Like the whole point of this commercial is to say what Aflac actually is, not what it isn't. So they must have, they must have felt like they were dealing with an understanding problem of what they offer. But what a bad idea. Right. Because I don't remember what they do. Right. I only remember what they don't do. <laughs> I don't remember this commercial at all. Like, I, there's a lot of athletic commercials I've seen. I don't know that I've ever seen this one before. Yeah. I don't think I have. I don't think I have either. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it, I, I agree with you. I think it's terrible. I think the video does a good job at uh, kind of coming down at on it. It being terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to start us off today with some of the stuff in the, in the video that you uh, wanted to point out? 
Well, first I'll say that uh, Barrett wrote in and said Affleck was my was actually my first TV sin script, but I think he meant commercial. I'm sins. sure he did. Yes, yeah. Uh, he says, "God, I hope so." <laughs> fuck that fucking commercial. Those people are dicks in all caps. I actually like oh 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 oh. He likes oh 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 oh. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. we'll he get to the body face. song later. <laughs> there was no real like moment between one and the other. Oh yeah, so that's he, a, when Barrett writes in about his stuff, just it's let's, all together. Let's go a little behind <laughs> so the scenes. It's so like he just he just like here's a paragraph, and I'm gonna go back and forth between the things that's I'm talking right. about. And that's right, because he went to music video sends, then he did whatever else he was, and then didn't he go back to music video sends at the yeah, very end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll I'll you know what I'll read it the same way. Um, when we get there, I'll read nice. his Please thoughts do. on Groundhog Day and then return back to the music video since commentary. <laughs> nice. Just like you guys, you get to experience what it's like it's, to work with Barrett. Yes, yeah, you get to experience the, the, the full share uh, of your When Barrett. he could have actually gone, like edited that to put it where it went. He yeah. just said, he just, he it types is, like nope. he speaks. It is interesting. The, the A-team has really taken to their responsibility to get us stuff, you know, like to yeah. like, here are some of my thoughts, but they all do it differently. And it's, uh-huh. just, it's yeah. such a perfect representation of their like personalities and, you know, like, like Chris will just, he'll do like a four paragraph treatise on, I you love, know, what I, I <laughs> yeah, love he's, he's my favorite. Chris I wish he listened favorite. to the show because he could hear us talk That's right. about it's too this, bad he doesn't. but uh, he never listens to the show. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy Chris's too, because it's almost like a recap mm-hmm. of what we're watching as well, which is really helpful sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. We, well, we're not just supposed the, the, to have favorites, thought, but we do. The, I'm not saying any of us don't put a lot of thought to our sins. We absolutely do. But Chris really like lets you know his thought process, and it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His brain's his brain is very fascinating. Uh, anyhow, Danae, what are some of the sins you liked from this video? Um, I'm not writing down too many because they're, they're so, so short. short. And I figure yeah, you guys yeah. will have some too. But I really like the Jumanji "Welcome to the Bungle." That was my fave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jonathan. What about you? Um, I like that "Welcome to the Bungle" too. I I don't know if he. I mean, he probably did mean that, but that just made me think of Mr. Bungle, which was really funny. Mm. Um, I guess if you ride dirty for too long, you end up looking like this guy. <laughs> I thought was very funny. Uh, just the whole I'm calling State Farm bit, which kind of goes over like not understanding. Like, oh, it was about the fact that they seem to be insulting everybody. Right. Throughout the entire commercial. So he's like, I'm calling State Farm. Their commercials suck too, but they don't insult me. <laughs> and... Uh, Good luck fishing all of that fucking confetti off of your keyboard, mm-hmm. out of your keyboard. So I thought true. was very funny. So true. Yep. Athlete's foot, Simon Cowell, uh, getting your thumb <laughs> slammed into a car door, leprosy, Jake Paul. Those don't need any further explanation. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, meanwhile, little Kathy's fighting for her life, and the Smiths are desperately searching for their beloved grandmother's urn that was previously on the mantle before the tree fell. Um, just just such a great way to point out how ridiculous this commercial is. Um Really fun stuff. I, you know, these bite-sized commercial sins are just, there's something, you know, very aperitif about them, you know, whatever that means. I've been watching. Very teethy. I've been watching too much Top Chef. All right, let's move on to TV sins. Uh, We did two WandaVision episodes this week on TV sins. Um, We crazy. And that's three in a row, right? Mm -hmm. Three WandaVisions in a row. And yeah, we're trying to get them up as quickly as we can and and just kind of work through the process. So it is interesting because we're kind of experimenting with a lot of different formats Mm -hmm. these days. Kind of going, okay, what's what's something else that we can do here on the TV Sin side of things? Um, 
and everyone's watching WandaVision, so why not release them if they're ready? I will tell you, we are all like fresh, 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 fresh from seeing episode five, which has people all in a tizzy. Uh, don't go onto the interwebs if you yeah. don't want to know. <laughs> well, by the time this comes out, like you'll be a day away from episode six. I, so I have to. I will say something though. I um, I'm obviously not going to say what happened, but I um, I was watching this right before we we filmed, before we started recording, film, before we filmed. <laughs> we are kind of before a live studio audience. No, before we started recording, I was trying to get this watch, and like I I didn't know when it would actually end because there's always like a lot of credits. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out if I had the time. So I just did like a quick scan just to try to get to where the credits were. And I, of course, saw the very final oh, scene no. about, about 15 minutes before it happened. But You uh, spoiled yourself? I know. I, I, it I is did. too bad because it's handled that really, like really a, well. They like That should be like a 2021 pop song, by the way. You spoiled yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely should. All right, let's talk about WandaVision. We did uh, episodes two and three this week, uh, which is Don't Touch That Dial and Now in Color. Um, we'll take them in order so we can go through the sins of them. But I think it's safe to say all three of us are really enjoying this show. Like, it's mm-hmm. real. Cl- can your thigh go to sleep? Because I'm pretty sure mine did. <laughs> when, you start, when you started that sentence, I, I thought you were genuinely asking me to do something. So my brain heard it. Hey, can your thigh go to like you were telling me, can you please get your thigh to go to sleep? It is bothering. And I'm just like, well, and I'm over here. I literally just retucked myself onto my uh, chair where you can see my thigh in the video. And I was like, can your thigh? I'm like, what? Like, no, my, like I had my leg. I had my legs. I had a leg up, you know, like mm-hmm. on my I had my legs crossed or whatever you want to call it. And uh, st- parts of me started going numb. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. well, let's move on from uh, explaining exactly what parts those might be into uh, more WandaVision. Just saying we all really like the show. We're having a great time. The fact that the three of us can't wait to talk to each other about the new episode. Uh, <laughs> it says so. No, it's bored. fun. It's a really fun show. I don't even, at this we, point, like, it's just so exciting. I don't even know how good it is, but it's, it's really, really fun. you know. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. Marvel, it's man. A, <laughs> it's a mystery unfolding in front of our eyes that also has the enjoyment of showing us sitcoms and yeah. you know era sitcoms. Yes. And I didn't I, w- I still have not spoiler alert that's not really a spoiler alert. Um I still have not seen a a, a sitcom that I am like, "Oh, I know that sitcom." I still e- haven't even seen with one the, yet. I even with the one no this idea even with the one this morning was from today. Not oh. even the one from today. Not even the one from the I, I mean, I don't the know what it was obviously full house. I mean, that was the full I house living room. Well, I guess I thought about that, but the but then I thought, well, but it's not, you know, there's not like, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't get think it was detail. Absolutely. House? And the, the theme song was them like out in a park, which is like very full house. Like, yeah, I think full house was the It was very, I think it might have just been a more general 80s okay. vibe. But you might, you're probably right, Aaron. That was probably a huge influence. Well, um, especially I considering the Olsen the twins were on Full House and now yeah. their sister True. is on the show. True. Like, that's, that's kind of fun, too. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that, actually. So you might be right. Um, I will say this about the show in general, though. Another thing I thought about after last week we talked about it was that I never really, I when I first heard they were doing this show, I wasn't that interested because... I love Elizabeth Olsen, but as far as what they've done with Wanda in the movies has never really been that exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So when they said they were making, and same with Vision. So when they said they were making a show about the two of them, I was just like, uh, okay. You know, yeah. like, I don't know if that interests me, but so that's surprising how, you know, I should just trust them. And I mean, they're going <laughs> to yeah. make mistakes. Sure, obviously. of course they are. Yeah. 
Uh, they're bad. They, they are announcing so many shows that this certainly yeah. one of them will just miss, right? Like eventually one of them is just going to be, eh, I'm not really interested in this, but I don't know what that is yet because I'm just so into the canon building well, they're doing that it's just like, it's so much fun. So yeah, I, I'm trying to think of something that they could say. And I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I'm always in like, and they're taking these like obscure, not obscure, but lesser known characters and doing so much yeah. with them. Like they had those Howard the Duck references in Guardians of the Galaxy. I kind of want them to do a Howard the Duck movie now. I'm sure they will. I am sure <laughs> a TV a show. show or a movie will come yeah. at some point. Like, it's, yeah. I kind of want to see that because I they might pull it off. They you might. know, if they get the right person behind it, yeah. like a talk uh Watiti or uh I'd said that name wrong, I'm sure. Or or <laughs> James Gunn, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I think you said it right. Uh, anyways. Well, let's talk about these two uh, episodes of The Sins. Uh, the first one was Don't Touch That Dial. This was a Dicer Hughes script. Uh, myself and Danae wrote on this one. I really um, liked this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, this would, This is where, for me, it, it starts to go more into the the anxiety building. Um, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Sure. There's just tension. this. The, yeah, the tension really kind of gets knocked up. There's. Um, <laughs> knocked up. <laughs> there's the. Uh, red starts to appear on the screen we're starting to see which is interesting too like the correlation of red being blood and the red being like pain and um it's also her color so you know like it's it, her it is, it's her it outfit is, it's her power like it also but i just feel like there's just such a and there's danger you know mm-hmm. red is a very interesting color for her to you know to be seeing for the first time and there's a mystery kind of continuing to build with the symbol of the sword that's on top of the helicopter that mm-hmm. she finds. So yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. Yeah. I was just, I was just, I can't really, we can't really talk about I that. I know exactly I just... what you're thinking. D- did that work <laughs> for you? When, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> good. good. For me. Yeah. I like and it When too. you said sword, <laughs> just Aaron being silly on a future video using that word. So it oh, was just, you'll see immediately it made me think of that. Oh yeah, it is hard. I have to say, it is hard because we're we're talking about episode what two two right two now yeah and three. and three. We are currently in the process of editing four, and we watched five this morning. I, mean, I guess it's okay to give away that we're doing more episodes. I guess that's yeah. pretty clear it's, right it's now. Pretty right? obvious. We're gonna try. Okay, yeah. So we'll try. Aaron and I literally reviewed episode four edit. Like maybe ten minutes before, or I don't and know if watched has episode yet, five. Right, yeah, yeah, all this morning I watched episode all, all five, reviewed the edit on episode four, <laughs> and did notes on episodes two and three for the show. And, like, <laughs> and I can't remember what is where, so I'm ter- I'm glad I write stuff down right? because if yeah. not, I would just start talking about things from that yeah. edit. And <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I love this one too. Uh, I I really do think they have a foundational show that they're using for each of these, specifically the sets. Uh, really sell it for me. This is a Bewitched episode. Looks a lot like the Bewitched theme yeah. song. Yeah, 1960s. And, yeah. Huge Bewitched fan, by the way. So, yeah. So, so yeah. I'm sure you noticed, yeah. like, how the sets yeah. are and the, yeah. the opening the, titles and, yeah. The interesting thing about this episode is that it starts with the tension building around a strange noise, like this kind of knocking, which mm-hmm. I think is just, like, this call to being invaded. Like, there's a knocking yeah. from the outside coming into her world. And, of course we don't have the perspective from the outside. We're fully immersed in Wanda's perspective in this whole series. So, um, and then in this one is the one where vision accidentally swallows some gum. And then there's this, you know, magic show and you're seeing Wanda interact with the women of the community in this one as well. And then this is the one that ends with the weird beekeeper dude at the end. Mm -hmm. That's the, it's 
it should be illegal to stop your episode right there. That is <laughs> that is such a horrible cliffhanger. Uh, I I mean, they're, they're uh, yeah, I know what you're saying, but it is exactly the reason why it's so good that these are weekly. Yeah. I am so on board with the weekly thing. Me too. I just I think it's so perfect. Well, because I always go back to that lost episode, right? That we need mm-hmm. to get back, Kate. Yeah, and just the just the. The the like Danae saying the after that happens you're just like wait what no no you're not yeah. in this right here it was but the, at the strongest, same time it's it's yeah. cool right it is it's so fun to be taken on this journey and again because I trust Marvel I I feel like I've had enough experience with them as story writers that I don't think that they're going to abuse me in the in the wrong ways mm-hmm. I think there's going to be that feeling of uh bows being tied and t's being crossed and i's yeah. being dotted that sort of a thing they, they really pay attention to the details and and that's why i'm i'm okay with a beekeeper freaking insane ending um and this one also is interesting too because they really go ahead and they put it right on the nose with hydra on the logo of the watch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um this being the second episode in the first one you don't really see super obvious winks and nods to something dark and nefarious going on but this one it's just like yeah here is a hydra watch so for those who are reading the watch face which is right in front of us it's pretty obvious mm-hmm. um and you're just trying to figure out okay well what's what who's what and then the, what what the hell is what the, what what is this bee thing you know so anyway yeah. um <laughs> it's very nice it's i also i also have to say in this episode i genuinely fell in love with elizabeth's performance She's so good there's this moment when that she's they're they're practicing their uh, magical um, number in their house, and you know she's just the way she's kind of just playing into it and pointing her finger, and then she's like, "I'll see you tonight," and just the excitement and like there's just such a vibrancy in her delivery mm-hmm. and this chaotic energy that I just I could watch her do that over just that one part over and over and over again it just brought me an, an electric joy to see her like i'll see it tonight so or whatever she said there i don't know why just but it, it just it makes i almost like this more because danae is enjoying it so much of because course, i just yeah. feel like over like a year and a half of doing this show i've never seen you like this excited about something <laughs> that's true i rarely get excited about something i am nervous i'm very nervous as as you guys heard last week i am not ready for certain things to happen i don't i'm not prepared emotionally um for some things but uh watching it is a lot of yeah. fun and i'm just remembering I, being in episode two mentality and hearing him at episode five mentality but at this moment in time i was i was really curious where this was going to be going i so, should anyway. i should say a show or movie you have shown a lot of enthusiasm for like comics and and sure. and, 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 uh, and games and stuff like that yeah. but but like a just like a TV show yeah. hasn't yeah. happened yet. It's fun. It's one of my favorite things uh, when Danae finds something she loves and we get to talk about it together because. She... Well, yeah, because it's more interesting, right? Yeah. Aaron and I liking something. It's like, oh, Aaron likes a movie. <laughs> right. Yay. Surprise, surprise. Aaron enjoyed something. <laughs> That's a good point. It is. It is. And to your point, Jonathan, about Wanda and Vision, it, it is nice. Like I said this last week, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but it is nice to just settle into their story yeah and at this point in the show uh we don't know how like 
we don't know much about their love story. Like this is just really getting a chance to kind of peek into it. And more details are coming out episode after episode after episode. But it's just really sweet. And I think that's the interesting part about it being like the juxtaposition of a sitcom is Mm -hmm. that in the 60s, we didn't see fighting and arguing as much as it was just the facade of a perfect family. And so for them to be playing into that here, it it feels good to watch them just be like in love and caring for each other and sweet and kind and 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 want to stay there. And that's the interesting part about some of our media. I was talking to my grandmother once recently. She was telling me this crazy her crazy reality, which is like when she was pregnant um, with her children, there comes a time when it was expected that you just weren't seen publicly because you're. It was. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she had to stay home, like even at church and wear clothing that would hide her pregnancy as long as possible. And um, even though she's married, you know, and even though she had other children already and things like that, just the expectation of appearance was so strong Um, and also in a religious family. So there's even more things kind of there. But I I think about that a lot, like the era that my grandmother was raised in and the expectations of a woman in her time are so, so different than mine. And I I I will always appreciate what each of the generations before me had to go through. But watching it on a sitcom like uh, I don't know, there's part of me that's like, oh, that's so sweet. It's a family. That's perfect. But like, okay, but where's the real shit? Like, where's the real stuff? I was curious, though. I had a question. Would you be able to wear those boots when you were that pregnant? That she was wearing. I think you were expected to. Yeah. <laughs> but I depends. mean, I'm saying, but like, but I mean, your feet, because I know my wife, I mean, that was a big part of her pain was her feet, you know, uh-huh. and she just wanted to wear like, you know, house shoes wherever she went, because that was the only thing that was comfortable. And I was yep. like, you know, which and cool. But yeah, I just remember that was the one thing in this episode. I was watching her wearing those boots and I'm like, God, that has to be uncomfortable if you're it, that pregnant. It wasn't. I think you're thinking of the next episode, but it wasn't about oh, her maybe. comfort. It's a, her. It, it's not about the woman's comfort. It's about everyone yeah, else's no. comfort, at which least is, in the 60s, yeah, which is which interesting. Is insane, which is insane. Anyway. You're right. I am talking about the next episode. Okay. But we're, we're combining these, right? So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we might as well. Let's talk about the sins from this one, though. Um uh, let's see. Danae, you didn't write on this one, so why don't you kick us off with? No, uh, Danae did write on this. One. I was the lead. I think I on didn't this one. write on this one. See, you know, it just gets all so confusing. <laughs> Jonathan, why don't you start us off with this one since you didn't write on it? Uh, scene does not contain an Elizabeth Montgomery nose wiggle. I appreciated mm-hmm. that. Uh, ru- ruining the mystery of magic was also <laughs> really fun. so good. Which, to be fair, I'm watching that, and like I'm, I'm, I like magicians. I like watching magic tricks, and I really don't try to figure out how they're done. So when I actually saw them do that in the show, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's probably how they do it." Like I never really like. No, that was that's just me never too. Something. Yeah, same, right? <laughs> or like some variation on uh-huh. that. Like that yeah. makes sense. Oh. Not that I ever really thought people were disappearing, but I just never like. I'm not one who sits there and goes like, "How did they do that?" I, you right, know, right. I, um, but anyway, but um, an educational system that failed me, I thought was really nice. Mm-hmm. I like that you guys said that the meeting was taking place in the library because that bugged me for some reason. Because <laughs> like, how dare yeah. you talk in a library? Yeah. I, like, I just that, that's like one of those like things that like has stuck with me as a kid, and like I get I get vis- visibly irritated if I'm at a library and mm-hmm. somebody's being somebody's like on the phone or something. Um, I thought the mastication sin was really funny. Uh, confusing mastication with masturbation. Um, I also, for, I know this probably had nothing to do with that, but uh, are you guys aware of the Army Hammer 
stuff that's come out recently. <laughs> yes, but also uh, that, no. <laughs> that was, but immediately that was like the first thing I thought of. Yeah, no, just you're, like... you're not wrong. There there might have been a place for an Army Hammer joke there if it, if it weren't so uh, uh, horrible. I don't know why has, you went from masturbation some, mastication to some, Army Hammer, some and I'm going to just say skip. <laughs> Fair some enough. text came to light, which could have very well been been a been a you know been uh i don't know what you would there's say there's no way i know enough to talk about this i don't know in any depth uh and and feel free commercials moment feel free not to google yeah. uh anything the role about commercials that. moment obviously was 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 great yeah uh, we had talked about doing that early on and um and i'm glad we got to finally do it so. yeah me too today what about you um i wrote down that i got to uh send the radio um, in the previously on segment, I had that written down too. That's really fun to use the previously on as like, man, I missed this one, but you know, now I got a chance to do it. So, whew. yeah, yeah, I like that. And it, and that was a genuine thing. I had sent it to, I, I had forgotten to send it on the previous one, and it was one of the things that I saw and I just forgot about. Yeah. So I was very excited to be able to slip that into this one because I don't think I, I didn't write on the first one. Yeah. The next one I had written down um, was sending everything and i wanted to try to capture the feeling of is everything something is everything a clue mm -hmm. and so like pointing out all of the potential clues that could be you know laying around somewhere um purposefully making them silly i think I, we point to an era like a cat poster at the uh -huh. supermarket that <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean anything right um yeah we point to some um I think there's like a time stamp or something mm -hmm. on the water cooler. Could be something. We don't know. But there is a statue by a lamp that I'm sure means something. I just don't know what it is. And it, and the sin is everything. Can can you enjoy a show that you're just trying to figure things out? Mm -hmm. um, so I I enjoyed that one. I love the delivery of the the umlaut or the the you sound. <laughs> <laughs> My my uh, the instructions to the narrator were good fucking luck, but the uh, the you in fucking and luck were both the umlaut ooze. <laughs> well, let's just say we may have another audio outtake for keeping tabs uh, oh, this fun. week. So, <laughs> oh cool! I'm looking tease. forward to that. The porticolis one about Fred and mm -hmm. Linda was an accidental metaphor moment that I had to get some mm -hmm. feedback on from Aaron. But my favorite one of the entire is it wasn't so hard to fit in to fit in after all. And Aaron Sin was title of my sex tape, and that just absolutely <laughs> slayed me. So funny, uh, so so funny. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that was great. I like that one a lot too. Yeah. Uh, have to mention the pun sin uh, with all the uh, the. I wonder how many people caught every single seat based pun in there. The one that I think will slip by a lot of people because it's so subtle is at the beginning. Where I say I love seat-based puns because love seat is uh, is in there. Uh, so that was a really fun one to put together. Uh, the forgetting the same way she climaxes part of the joke. Uh, so funny. And I, what I love about sins like that is the idea that you hear it and then you kind of have to go back and play the scene in your mind to get it. And then once you do that, it's worth the effort. Like that's I love stuff like that where you kind of have to to just do that little bit of extra work. Um, so yeah, the commercial thing we talked about, which I love doing, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, and then I had to mention, uh, I swear to the TV gods, if they open that box and Pepper Potts comes out, I'll give back every single sin, 
uh, gladly, which I think I had to explain to you a little bit, uh, Danae, because they're all chanting what's mm-hmm. in the box, what's in the box, which it would be very easy to do like a um, an outtake after that of what's in the box, you know, this the seven thing. But instead, it's so perfect because we're in the Marvel Universe. The fact that we can refer to Pepper Potts, who, by the way, is played by the same actress in Seven, who had something to do with what was in the box. Uh, so that was just a really fun one to to let people get. And I, I was, yeah, I didn't catch that one at first. Actually, that was really cool. I liked that when I started thinking about it. Was it. Deep. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was, was one. That, uh, it was very fun seeing the people in the comments who got it and uh, were just like, "Oh, I see what you did here." Uh, that kind of it, thing. I always enjoy that. It was so. deep. Title of my sex tape. <laughs> Title of my <laughs> sex tape. All right, let's move on to Now in Color, uh, which we could call the Brady Bunch episode, I think. I think the foundation for this one uh, is certainly the Brady Bunch. Um, yeah, what did you guys uh, What did you guys think? Just of the episode in general? I guess, you know, we've kind of talked about them together. Yeah. I guess we could go straight into the sins. This was a Hughes Watkins script, by the way, so I can start us off sure. uh, on this well, one. Well, we should, we should give a little bit like of a, of a general overview of this one is just for our memory, just in case sure. there was something that really stood out, because this what? is the one where she... Uh, is pregnant the entire time and the whole premise is like she's getting more and more pregnant throughout the episode and then ends up delivering the baby at the end the tension building obviously being the birth but also uh rome uh rome rambo appears in in this one um in a very interesting way mm-hmm someone who has been very clearly like a part of the show from our perspective from the beginning i don't think she's but- in the first episode and I think we mentioned that in a sin later, um, not later this week, but in a later episode. Oh, yeah, because she wasn't there the I first day. I don't think day. she was in the Dick Van Dyke episode at all. Right. Um, so she was there, I guess, since the previous episode. Yeah, because that's right. They meet whenever they're having like the tea, mm-hmm. the, the ladies are yeah. meeting at the pool or whatever. Yeah. Do we know what show this is? Is this supposed to be parodying a specific show? Brady like, Bunch. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that was sure. the vibe I got was Brady Bunch. Yeah, you've uh, even got the like the hexagonal shapes in the opening, like in the Brady Bunch style. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's the, true. Again, the set is very, very similar to the Brady Bunch set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then this one ends with the first like moment when uh, Rambo sort of brings us into reality and says like that Ultron killed Pietro. Mm-hmm. And we get to see Wanda kind of, quote unquote, wake up to reality a little bit. Um, And we're forced to, as those of us trying to figure out what's happening in the show, wonder how much Wanda is presently aware of what's going on in Mm -hmm. in the world that she is Mm -hmm. obviously crafting around her to some degree. And and then, you know, Rambo is poinked out. (laughs) Poinked. Yes. Just poinked out. (laughs) Pew. Gone. Uh, Point and, is like the opposite of yoinked, uh, by the way. Just in case you wonder, we also get to see her. So in the and in, in, you know with the with the bee, she's like no, and then she just rewinds mm-hmm. and we start over again. Um, and in this one, it's it's got that similar kind of vibe. Like something is happening I don't like, so I'm gonna make this other thing kind of occur, and we get to see more of like the inside of that, but not actually know what happens to Rambo. Um, it's just she's gone when mm-hmm. when Vision comes back inside. And there's yeah. also the interesting tension building of the neighbors talking to each other and talking to Vision out in the front yard about who Rambo is. There's just this perfect kind of like mystery building there. So yeah. that's kind of what, what you experience in this particular one. 
We can get to uh, the sins in this one. Um, this guy has terrible hand-to-cone placement. Uh, I just thought the observation of somebody who's <laughs> making ice cream, putting the ice cream all over their fingers uh, was great observation. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, you know, the, the this dude's finger sweat is all over it. Uh, Danae, welcome to narration! Oh, yeah. Narration! Uh, yeah, I'll let Danae take this one. And uh, then Danae's very first uh, word uttered in narration is the F word, uh, very appropriate. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Danae and I like had a lot of nice uh, tweets towards because I was getting uh, I was getting some really sweet tweets about people saying that I should have more jobs, which was really nice. And uh, yeah, and everybody was excited. More jobs, more expectations, please. <laughs> and everybody was excited about the Danae uh, uh, doing this. It was yeah. a, it was a fun day. It was. It was the right moment to try it uh, because of what was happening on screen. Mm-hmm. Although I think that Aaron could have narrated it perfectly. Um, but we did talk to the A-team about it first. We did talk to how did they feel about... Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah, I I thought of the sin and I wrote to Jeremy first. And I was like, hey, would this be okay to try out? Because of internet backlash. Let's talk about that for a second. Like... Aaron gets hate publicly. Jeremy gets hate publicly. Um, everybody does. So, like when you step out into more of that public eye, then the public eye turns on you, and then you know you're just more exposed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeremy is very protective of the team, and it was a lot of conversation before Aaron. Oh, that's neat. You know, went to narrate the first time. There was a lot of talk about that. Um, oh yeah, because of how important it is to just prepare yourself for the public opinion. Um, and Aaron, you know, I think it's okay to say, you know, this, but, you know, Aaron was very uh, forthcoming about feeling like he has the ability to water off a duck back it, you know, just yeah, hear I, the, feel, feel the comments and not take them personal and like, kind of like let it roll. I think I talk about that in, in possibly in the outtakes. I can't remember when we had that conversation, even this morning about they're just the way my brain is built. Um, I just, I don't internalize that stuff. Uh, yeah. so I, I don't get anxious and, and those kind of things very easily. So, yeah. And, you know, and, and Jeremy, he, he is so, so kind to be, yes, I understand that about you, but until you've experienced the amount of people right. hating on you, you really don't know. Um, and, and so Aaron said, I'm okay with, let's give it a go and see what happens. And, and obviously Jeremy was narrating so, so much. And so it just made sense even progressively Mm -hmm. as a, as an organization, creating a ton of content every week that somebody else would be able to come in into that role. And so for Aaron to kind of do that first, um, has been great. And it's been, it's been a really good experiment and experience, so now, you know, to do with me, it is a little bit like, yeah, that's fun. I just I don't know if it's going to happen more than just a little winks and nods here. And then because it it is something that we have to consider is the hate, <laughs> which is it's crazy there. to say, but it's true. It's 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 there. It was there for you in the comments. If you looked hard enough, like it's just mm-hmm. it's yeah, people are going to be people. And especially in YouTube comments, people are going to be people. I think it is shifting. I think there is much more positive than negative. And for a while, YouTube comments were just just a, a, an awful place for negativity. And so they have that that reputation. Um, I think rightfully so. I think that reputation is earned. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't mind going there both because it doesn't uh, impact me too much, but also because I do think there's a lot of positivity there as well. And there's a there's a fun community there of people who get it and want to be positive and, there, and have a good there time. There are so. far more positive comments about me popping in than there were negative. Yep, absolutely. I would say probably like... 90% positive. And, and I can't say that about my first time. <laughs> so well no, done. you. <laughs> I took the swings took and arrows, bullets. man. I took the bullets. Yeah. Yeah, you for did. sure. It's like, it's like, you're like, you know what? I'm going to do the Wonder Woman thing and just step out onto the battlefield with uh -huh. the shield and just yeah. like ping, 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 ping. Yeah. And then here I'm like this little halfling coming along after you like, hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking around or, or, or no, whatever. No, you did a great like, job. And um, and I think that is the reflected in, in how many people were excited to, to hear your voice. Yeah, so I wanted to fun. mention that as well. Uh, I also had to mention you dad awesome. jokes. Yeah, you did. You did awesome. Thanks. I also had to mention dad jokes. Um, I love that joke so much because it is it is a meta joke that on the surface feels very like, you know, like it's something we would sin anyway. Dad jokes, you know, that's a sin. But the fact that it is literally a joke about being a dad that you call <laughs> a dad joke. So it literally is a dad joke that is also a dad joke. That means that we're also making a dad joke by saying dad jokes. Uh, I just, the levels of meta on that is one of my favorite two word sins we've ever written. Um, so, you know. Can I, can I just say, um, I wrote that one and all I thought was just the simple dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just, yeah, it's interesting. Just for when the record. Aaron... <laughs> No, I'm with you, Danae. I didn't think anything of it when you wrote it, and I was glad you had written something because I I had tried to write something with that scene because it was just so silly. I loved I, it though. I'm a yeah. papaya. And uh -huh. I was like, just, that's so funny. Well, and everything, and he laughs before mm -hmm. he like he's he's cracking himself up it's before he even says humor. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Paul is killing it. Like I love yeah. Elizabeth. They're both just like blowing my mind. Listen, it could be subconscious. It doesn't matter. I'm going to continue to find layers, unintended layers yeah. to this stuff. It was great. Just great. I, was I love say, it when though. You, you made it. that comment. <laughs> you made that comment in your note, Aaron. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I love the complexity of this or whatever. And I was like, complexity. Uh, did I miss something? <laughs> yeah. And then I thought about it. I was like, okay, I got you. Yeah. No, I, I thought about it, and I still I'm just like, hey, it's just a dad joke. <laughs> but it's literally <laughs> a dad joke. It's literally a proud. It's literally papaya. a dad joke. He's a proud papaya. Papaya. That's what. That's what he says. It. Yeah. So good. Uh, no, I wish my daughter would call me papaya. I'm so sad that didn't happen. We should also. We should also talk about Sims or paint. Or is that for uh, keeping yeah, tabs? We should. Or should we do that here? No, 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 not at all. Um, I. Um, and Danae came up with that main joke because I immediately went to I think both of you and was like I we got to write something and. Um, and I think Danae and I kind of worked it out, but Danae mainly came up with that thing about the uh, the family company. So and just in case you don't company. know, our friend Jeremy Simser. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I should explain that. Did probably. the storyboards for Wandavision? Um, yes. I think he he works a lot with uh, Shankman, Matt Shankman, who uh, has directed a yes. lot of these episodes. Because I think the Shankman episode of Game of Thrones is one that he storyboarded as well. That yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I don't. Um, I so off the top of my head, I don't. know. So anyhow, true. that Simser paint is a direct reference. Mm -hmm to the storyboard artist, which is Jeremy Simser, who we know and is a really good friend of uh, the Sins universe. And so we wanted to give a shout out to that. We keep it very inside. We don't ever feel the need to overexplain these things. I love in the comments that people are like, what does that Indiana Jones comment even okay. mean? Mm -hmm. And that's great. That's fine. So should I should I explain that? So sure, I yeah. went 
so when I met Aaron and Jeremy, actually, uh, we did a, uh, CinemaSins was part of a, a Nashville Comic Con mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago. And that's where I met Aaron and Jeremy. Because Jeremy, Jeremy has been Simser. on the scene. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Simser. Jeremy, yeah, sorry. I should, I should preface that. <laughs> yes. I knew Jeremy Scott. Uh, Jeremy Simser was there because he had been a guest on the Sincast. Mm-hmm. So he, he was there as well. And uh, Aaron, me and him and Aaron and a few other people went to dinner that first night. And Aaron and Jeremy had a conversation about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. And I think Aaron mentioned he preferred Last Crusade. It's true. Which Jeremy was very nice about it. <laughs> 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 but was clearly a little like, wait, what? <laughs> um, I was alone so, on that. So, uh, our friend friend of the show, uh, Josh, was also there. He's very yeah, much true. Josh Child very much Raiders over Last Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh so I just I don't know what that just randomly came in my mind when I was writing the sin and so I just put that as an also and I even told Danae I'm like I think Aaron will get this so we'll see what he says and Aaron's like oh this is the most any in joke ever. Yeah, it's the most in joke we've ever done. Like the, the- <laughs> what I, I love about it though Jeremy got it. Jeremy immediately knew what it was about. But what I also loved about it was people requesting whether or not Jeremy liked Last Crusade, Jeremy Sims are like Last Crusade better, which made me, which made me laugh so yeah. hard. He's on Twitter having to defend himself, like, no, no, I like Raiders. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, this Sorry, is a guy man. who cosplays as Indiana Jones with yeah, the he dressed actual up as Indiana hat, Jones that you know, like, yeah, yeah. So he's definitely a, a indie guy. So and I, he likes Last Crusade, but yeah, he's a. I mean, Raiders is like, I guess his favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Right? He's such a good guy, though. If you guys ever run into him at a convention or something, definitely. Go Go say hi to him and stuff. He's he's awesome. He is. Uh, metaphorical amniotic showers. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great. Really, I had that down. Really fun to think about. And then finally, if you're keeping the doll clothes on while practicing diaper changing skills, why did you take the shoes off at all? Uh, just those kind of fun observations are always going to be great for me. So good job. <laughs> good job. I think the only one that you guys didn't talk about is the Together One Plus One song at the beginning. It's more than two. And then just like, it is not. I love that one. And then uh, writing Geraldine survives this. At the time it was written, we're like, kind of have to shrug your shoulders. The interesting thing about doing an instasin is that we are literally in the moment with everybody. Mm -hmm. So when we try to go to the writing table and send episode five, which is the plan, we're going to try to do all of them if we can. We don't have any idea of what's happening down the line. Mm -hmm. You know, we're uh, we're having to make the same assumptions that everyone watching does and recognize that there's a chance that a sin that we write is just going to be irrelevant the next episode mm-hmm. uh, and and be okay with that, which we are. We're, we're having a fun time with the format of the Insta Sin and that's the nature of the beast essentially. But here we were so, right. So we'll here just take we were it. Very right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, the was, only one I had that you guys haven't mentioned is swing uh, s- s- the the assembly the s- assembling the swing set that Danae brought up. I thought was very funny mm-hmm. and very true. By the way, very very that true. thing would have been that thing would have caused some concussions or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, they even have a joke about assembling child stuff with the playground in the opening yeah. credits. Like you know, there's yeah, even the yeah, swing yeah, falling in on him. So yeah, totally. Uh, we are so excited to be doing the instant on WandaVision. It takes up a huge part of, uh, 
our show this week, and, and I'm glad. I'm just, I'm really, really enjoying uh, what we're doing there. But let's go ahead and move on to Music Video Sins. Megan the Stallion, Body is the name of the song, Barrett, bringing this body, to yaddy, us. Yaddy, 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 mm-hmm. yaddy, yaddy, yeah. Yaddy, 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 yeah, and that's really all the lyricism we need to talk about in this. Uh... <laughs> Man, I, I, I'll just say I like this song. I like Megan. Yeah. I really enjoy watching this video. Uh, I'm going to stop talking about it after that because I don't want to <laughs> accidentally trigger Aaron about something. But um, <laughs> it's no, fine. She's, she's I very, get but it. She, no, this, but this song is all about body image, right? I mean, it's all no. about projecting. Like, no, it's um, not. Although I, uh, what? It's really not. I mean, it's it's oh, it's fine. about her. It's about. I shouldn't her. have said. God damn it! I should have stopped talking. It, it, no, mm. no, it is literally about her celebrating her own body that's a little bit different than overall body image and Barrett, is that a bad thing right? no i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm not saying it's a bad thing at all i think the over sexualization the idea of being sex positive or things we've talked about before the idea of where that line is where that balance is we don't need to do it we've already spent enough time on these yeah, topics i like, so. <laughs> I like danae and i think i think danae one time when we were talking about Nicki minaj and danae said um you know you said something like um she's uh not she's not bold i can't remember what you said but I feel the same way with Megan Thee Stallion. Like she's not, she's you know, she's very confident. Let's like maybe that's mm-hmm. what you said. Yeah, there's a body and confidence, and that's beautiful. I enjoy, sure, I enjoy artists like that. Cardi B is the same way. But there's something about Megan I like better though. I don't, I don't know if it's just the style or maybe and, it's just. And there's an I don't know element what it is. of what they're doing the the over sexualization of their own bodies that is taking back a power that has been often taken from women in the patriarchy. And so that's kind of what makes it beautiful in a lot of ways is, yes, there can be part of it that's like, Mm -hmm. you're over-sexualizing yourself, but that is your right to do that, not somebody else's right. Like, and that's that's a really beautiful part of it. I like the aesthetic of the video, which Baird actually kind of sent, but I... I there's I don't know it was just this crazy like like he mentioned Saul which I guess I kind of see that but like it reminded me a lot of the Rhythm Nation video I think that's but fair was, yeah that's fair but it was like but it was kind of like this like BDSM version of Rhythm Nation which was kind of interesting I don't know and it kind of had like a steampunk feel to yeah. it I don't know I just thought the aesthetic of it was really interesting yeah. and I'm not just talking about how how beautiful the women were which they were they were very Today, beautiful what are what are some of your thoughts on this video um I I liked it, but all I remember is body yaddy, and then there's bodies. <laughs> there's big what? Yeah, there's yeah. there's just beautiful things to look at, and I was I'm kind of like cool. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I wonder what I do want to know what the mask is though. Like I'm I don't know if that's a representation of something or if that's just a if that's a because I'm not I'm not I don't and I don't even know if this is about BDSM. I have no idea because I don't know anything about that. Uh, that subculture, but um, I don't know. I was curious about the mask because I was I was curious if there was more to that that I just didn't understand. But um, I was scared to Google it. Right. So. Well, I yeah, I I can't really help. I mean, I do know masks are often portrayed well, I mean, as part of like BDSM, the, but I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. like you have like what people call the gimp mask, and but that's not what this was. That's what, right. This, this almost looked more like a like a pantyhose or something. Like if you were going to go rob a store, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> Or like it let's, reminded let's me get into the, the sense. <laughs> the villain from uh, Manhunter wore something like that, uh, the the Thomas Harris novel. But anyways, yeah, I, I like this I don't video think she quite was outfitted to rob a store. I'll just I'll just no, say no, no, that. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. I didn't know what it was, so I was really curious sure. about it. Sure. Yeah, but well, I like I mean, how Google you. Is there. But I like how you knew your limits. You're like, I just don't think this is I'm something. I'm curious, to but not curious enough to Google. I totally get that. Yeah, like my my. Uh, 
I guess my my sexual adventures are boring, but that's fine. (laughs) That's okay. I'm all for people being more adventurous than me. Enjoy. Uh, Barrett has had a lot to say about this Uh video. Um, Here we go. I actually like the body song, despite the repetitive hook. I also like butts. So this video was just for me. (laughs) Thank you, Barrett. (laughs) Butts are great. Um... You really don't think this is about though, like her saying people in general should be no, it's not happy it, with their bodies. No, 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 it's, no. It's that's just, not in there at all. It is all about okay. her own body. In fact, and I'll just start us off in the sins because it's the first one I have written down. Barrett talks about this in the sins. Yeah, yeah. Says, that's true. I thought this song was supposed to be to be about all types of bodies, and it's it's not. If you really read the lyrics, that's not what this song is about. Uh, far right be on. for me to argue with Megan V, but if you don't have big titties and a little waist, are you still invited to this track's party? And the the, the answer to that. <laughs> amazing question is you're invited to the party probably but that's not what the song is about it's really about her she's talking about herself when she says those lines so it's a big titty little waist club and and she's the only she's the member uh so so yeah so i think that was rightfully observed by barrett is that the lyrics aren't really about body positivity they're about megan the stallion's body positivity um and that's that's okay you know i'm not you know uh coming down on that at all um, sorry. I feel like I sound like <laughs> such a pervert after everything. I, well, I, I'm the one that just thought I'm not going down on that at all. Well, uh, was probably not the right way to. <laughs> no, I just never know that. how to explain all this because I just I don't know. There's something about the openness of it all. Guys, though, is it that, hot in here? I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm sweating. I feel like maybe it's a little warm in here. There's something I just about. Like the, I, I like sitting back and being quiet and listening to you guys struggle over <laughs> music video sense every week. <laughs> well, I just think I there's I just I just don't never know how to express like artists like her though where i i love i just i love the openness of it all right i, think and I is- know some of i know some of it is for titillation i know some of it is just to uh you know be extreme for the sake of being extreme i know that happens and i know that's part of it but i don't know i just there's something about it though that's just but again you know if the choice anybody if the choice is her choice to yeah. use her own sexuality and her body explicitly in in that way. Yeah, that's what I'm that's talking about. That's where the power comes from. That's where the the body yeah. confidence and the idea of, you know, but for so long women have been cookie-cuttered into that. I want you to use your sexuality to make me money. I want you to use your sexuality to uh-huh. Yeah, no, I know, get that. And so there's that's I think where the difference comes down. Absolutely, and I and I and, and I don't feel that here. Maybe you know. Mm-mm. Hopefully, that's not the case. You know. I, yeah, and and again, only the people behind the scenes would necessarily know. Absolutely, and only she would know if she really, you know, if this is really her well, or if she's being and, forced you know, to use it. You also wonder, like a lot of like uh, like uh, shock rock people and stuff, mm-hmm. like you know, people like Kiss or somebody, you know, people that wear like a lot of makeup on stage or have a costume or you know something like Slipknot or something. Mm-hmm. I mean backstage they might just be wearing like gap clothes right i mean that that is a right. character that they've created so i mean correct yes there's that so you element just, of you it never as well. know you never right. know you yeah. never know uh i also liked is this supposed to be arousing or threatening arousing um i and then the finish of that was regardless i just realized i've instinctively ensconced myself in bubble wrap and will probably keep it on for the duration of this video yeah that was hilarious uh very very funny uh and then of course i had to mention where did all this water come from uh is this a runoff from the set of the wop video <laughs> just Barrett. It's so wrong. It's just so. It's That's just Barrett so being Barrett, man. It's just so good. That's so wrong. Uh, what about you, Danae? Oh, what, I love that man. What were some of the the sins that you wanted to highlight? 
uh, whatever you do, don't sit down. Uh, maybe chuckle, <laughs> so and then funny. the human senti body yeah. first sequence. This was yeah. So funny! I was so sad. I didn't. I didn't. Well, I didn't need to help on this one. He had this one nailed. So uh, maybe I'm glad I didn't help on it. But uh, yeah, that one we're about the sitting down. God, I was dying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're all just looking past that you said he had this one nailed. Uh, continue on, Jonathan. Oh, what were shit. some of the other? Damn it! <laughs> some of the other ones that you mentioned. Uh, just yada 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 being an inspiration to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you guys hit a lot of them. Brain is likely to explode long before my boner. Um, oh, and the whole ma'am, we need you to stop smiling. That and was how funny. He, and how he brought in like the patriarchy. And- <laughs> yes, I appreciated that. <laughs> um, and then not enough to Raji P Henson. That should be a sin for just like Everything. every every piece of media that exists yep we should just include you, that sin in every video yeah, we ever do can, for everything you can never have too much taraji <laughs> she's great uh all right let's move on to cinema sins uh groundhog day we finally did groundhog day and released it on groundhog day one of my favorite comments was somebody who said how long have you been waiting for groundhog day to 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 fall uh on a video <laughs> release day to release this <laughs> it's like, it probably happens Man, more often than you would think that that's why we released it of course okay. of course i'm just kidding <laughs> Uh, this was an oh, Atkinson that's share. That's what we're doing. <laughs> script. That's how that magic trick works. <gasps> Chris and Barrett writing on this one. Um, man, I love this movie. This is a mo- This is one of those it's movies. Great. If you ask me to list the movies I've seen the most times, this would be way high on that list. I've probably seen this movie at least twenty times. This is Harold yeah. Ramis' best film, right? Uh, I'd have to take a look of refresher yeah, look at his filmography, before. but I mean, it's, considering it's in my top 100 movies of all time, I'm I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it is your favorite. It's, I sure, mean, it's my favorite, got, Ramis. You've got people that love like he did Caddyshack mm-hmm. and he did sure. National Lampoon's Vacation. Yep. I this is this destroys those movies in my opinion. Yeah. But um, I think those are the looking at this thing really quick. I think those are the only two in the conversation. I know Multiplicity has its fans. I'm not one of them. I do like multiplicity. Um, I do yeah, like that Yeah, I know movie. Uh, Jeremy likes it a lot, too. I think Analyze This uh, is okay. But yeah, no, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, I think you're right. Denae, what's um, your experience with this movie? I've never seen it. Okay. I wondered if this one had like snuck into your kind of, because it's so big in yeah, the pop I culture. Curious. Like I was curious if you'd ever taken a look at it. But Yeah, and, and honestly, I don't know why you guys like it. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you but can't that's say be- that if you've never seen it. But that's because I saw the Sins video. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's um it's really funny. The the which is the time I think I mean I think this was the first kind of use of this type of story, wasn't I'm it? Sure I'm sure somebody know. could could find yeah. some other repeating, oh, you know, thing. Well, I'll tell you, actually, yeah, there definitely is because there's a TV movie called Twelve Oh One. I think it was based on a Richard Matheson story or Ray Bradbury mm-hmm. or something where Jonathan Silverman plays a guy that keeps repeating the same day. So no, this is definitely happening. It seems I, like I, a sci fi concept that would have been thought about yes. before this. But this is the but, one that really popularized it. But this really gets into like his like just like where the movie gets interesting for me is when it gets into like the darker stuff, just yeah. because I feel like that, like, I feel like a lot of these concepts that use this, they make it more like a fun thing. Like, Oh, I can, you know, make all, mm-hmm. I can rob a bank or I can do this or I can do this. And it's more, it's more like in a jolly kind of way. Mm-hmm. This, this takes things more seriously. And even like the relationship stuff, even though we did sense, they send some of that and it, absolutely they should have because there's some weird, creepy stuff going on there. But he does get called out on his bullshit and um, he does actually grow. Um, I think mm-hmm. within the context of the movie, but when, it, but it starts to get like, there's a whole period of this movie where he's, um, he's just killing himself. Right. Mm-hmm. Like over and over. Cause he wants to be done with it. And it's, 
it's really dark and it's really sad, but it's also is kind of funny. Like they, like they find it like Harold Ramis t- toes the line of dark comedy and just being dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, better than just about, I think anyone has ever done that. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really good movie. Yeah. I, what I love about it is the philosophy stuff. Uh, this movie mm-hmm. is so much more deep than you would think upon uh, first look. The movie is very willing to grapple with the actual existential questions that come with the idea of what life is and the metaphor of when life feels like a rut, when it feels like you're doing the same thing every day. How do you handle that? How do you get out of it? How do you you know, process life? And uh, this movie is willing to wrestle with those things. And I think that's what it what makes it great. And the movies that have played with this concept that are great, like Palm Springs this year, uh, do the same thing. Palm Springs takes that same mentality of the rut and applies it directly to relationships. It applies it directly to marriage. And it is just, I, I just, when movies can do that and be fun and clever and sci-fi, but mm-hmm. also mean something like that. Of course, that's gonna you know. Yeah, trigger Palm me, Springs so. definitely gets more into the sci-fi, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, the science fiction angles, and so does like something like like Happy Death Day. Those movies are another great example mm-hmm. of a of another way you can make these movies types yep. of movies work. Yeah, no, I I love I love 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 this movie. Um, and it's just flat out funny too. It's just so it's perfect yeah. for Bill Murray. Just some of the the one liners, which the sins are taken off for a couple jokes in this movie, uh, because they're just so good. The delivery's perfect, and yeah, it's that's really good. Chris said, "I think that's right. I don't want to. I'm dumb. If, I probably am dumb, but that is that's that's an actual thing, right? Yes, like yeah, that's it, where yeah. they do the Groundhog Day yeah. celebration, Puxatani, okay, just, Pennsylvania, yeah. Punxsutawney." Punks, Punxsutawney. I think. Yeah. Is it punks? Maybe it is punks. P-U-N-X. Punxsutawney. Yeah, I think that, yeah, there, that is, the N okay. is there. Punxsutawney. Yep. Uh, the movie never once shows Phil trying to leave Punxsutawney before the blizzard that keeps him there another day hits. Yeah, that makes sense. Phil's approach <laughs> to trying to get Andy McTell to like him is creepier than you remember, mm-hmm. but the movie does make sure he doesn't succeed using those tactics. Of course, we do wonder why Phil, of all people, has to somehow be better than everyone else and create a day so perfect that the gods will be happy and let him experience February 3rd. I finally got to express my love for Nancy Taylor. And then in parentheses, Marita Girardi, Gerard, Garab, <laughs> who deserves better. My favorite thing to sin in this was Phil's day two. He sort of realizes it's the same day when he hears the radio DJs. They are much earlier in their routine than they were on the previous day when Phil looks out the window. Yet all the same things are happening at the same time, proved by looking at the truck that makes a right while a bunch of people walks towards the groundhog ceremony. Ending that sin with, quote, everything is the exact same, unquote, is one of my favorite also sins. I wrote, also, everything isn't the exact same. There are small differences between the two shots, which made me wonder why they didn't use the same shot. Anyway, I love this movie and glad we had a schedule that accommodated it become being released on February 2nd. And then uh, Barrett chimes in and says... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just remembering what, this, what happens here. Go ahead. <laughs> like Chris, I love Groundhog Day, but Phil is such a fucking tool that it's really hard to like him almost until the very end. With the Sin hat on, the movie certainly shows its holes like Phil learning to be an expert at ice carving within a few years or being a super pervy to Rita 
or that there's enough snow for a giant snowman, even though there totally wasn't. But anyway, it was a fun script to write because I genuinely love the movie and know it backwards and forwards. By the way, I didn't notice for the first time that Bill Murray had a wound on his hand when he's covering his face at this psychologist's office. Apparently that's where he was bitten by the live groundhog during the truck scene. Fun! Exclamation point. Also, I'm still unclear if you have to have a big titties and a little waist to party with Megan. That's been sticking in my head for several days. End transmission. So good. Thank you, Barrett. Thank you, Barrett. Thank you, indeed. Uh, let's go on to the sins of this video. Um, let's start with you, Jonathan. What were some of your well, faves? I, just, I, I loved, um, which Chris and I, we did happy. We did the Happy, happy Death Day video. Uh, whatever that was a couple years ago, I guess. Uh, I, time is something I don't understand anymore. <laughs> but um, we talked about this in Happy Death Day, too, but I, you, it's definitely here in Groundhog Day. The thing about these movies that always kills me is that, and Chris kind of mentioned this, that they, they wouldn't, like, your personal time frame would be different, right? So, mm -hmm. like, you wouldn't get up and move around at the exact amount of time each morning. Right. But... The characters always run into the, but the main character always runs into the other characters, the tertiary characters, at the exact same point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that would never happen. Like yeah. that just wouldn't happen. I mean, I don't. We don't really care. Once again, sins are meaningless, right? Mm -hmm. But we're definitely going to send that because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Happy Death Day is the worst though because she she encounters like what seven or eight mm -hmm. people doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And the, it's just, it's insane. One of the but beautiful Groundhog things uh, about Palm Springs is that it doesn't do that. Uh, it doesn't. That's yeah, true. Yeah. No, Palm Springs does not do that. But Groundhog Day and Happy Death Day definitely do. And Groundhog Day, the Ned Ryerson thing is kind of crazy. Like, mm -hmm. if he bothers him that much, even if there's not another route to take, would he just leave later or early, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. there's something that doesn't make sense there. So, I enjoyed that. Um, but I also liked uh, Blowing Your Country. What is this? Fox News. Mm -hmm. I thought was very funny. Um, John 316 would have made more sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, asking an armored truck operator for change. <laughs> right? Was, I think my favorite. <laughs> Danae, what about you? Um, I wrote down Phil Splaining. Uh, and then the two sins about <laughs> the traffic, about camping on the left lane when there's no one in the right lane, but then and then followed up by like, does this look like a situation that honking can solve? These are things I say in my car. And I just appreciated seeing the script. <laughs> um, and then the one that slayed me was uh, the lead in was to world peace. And then the sin is, damn, that toast went straight to her vagina, didn't it? <laughs> love that one. Uh, let's see. Also, Punxsutawney Phil does absolutely none of these things. You've been bought out by the Punxsutawney Mafia. Uh, you can't say anything bad about the Groundhog. They've got the cops in their pockets. Uh, I thought that was a good run. Really enjoyed that one. Um, the Heidi 2 stuff really cracked me up. There is no Heidi 2, but, you know, just the the idea that it wouldn't have been played and then that it inter the um, the original was so good it yeah. could interrupt it in a uh, football game. I thought it was great. Real quick side note, Chris and I have a fantasy football league that we've been in in the past, and he has my all-time favorite fantasy football team name. Uh, one year he was preempted for Heidi. <laughs> Nice. Um, which, as a Raiders fan too, that's that's a classic. You know, and today, if you don't know that story, they actually cut to Heidi before the the football game was over yeah, one time. The Raiders were down by like 
12 or 13 points or something with like no time left. Like very, I mean, like a couple minutes left and they cut, they decided to start playing Heidi. Cause that was like, they had paid a schedule. lot of money to show yeah. Heidi. And then the Raiders came back and won the game. <laughs> okay. Quick, quick question. Who's Heidi? It's a movie. It's a movie. It's, it's just a classic movie that uh, NBC or whoever it was Pigtail, paid a ton of money Pigtail to air. hair girl, Heidi. Yeah. 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 In the mountains. I don't know much about that. I don't know that I've ever seen Lots the movie. Maybe I did when I was a kid. Okay. Sheep. Cool. But it was just like it Great was like story. a Sunday. It was like a Sunday night broadcast premiere. Yeah. It's just a. It's an infamous thing that happened. In it's like that those history. programmers thought for some reason that their audience was going to more want to see Heidi than the end of that football game. And, well, and that's basically why they don't cut away. Like games are played till they're done now. Yeah. Like you never. It's very rare unless there's like a. A, an event that happens or something, you know, like newsworthy. But I also really liked uh, the, I think you mentioned this one, but uh, the finish of it was so eat me movie. I love <laughs> it just, <laughs> just really made me laugh. Uh, who did the, when it was Harold Ramis, it was, who does this guy think he is? M night, Alfred Tarantino, uh, just going through the different oh, directors, that was great. Uh, which by the way, I've noticed Spike Lee is in a lot of his movies too. He should be included in that yeah. group of people who put themselves in their will, own movies. I will say though, Harold Ramis is an actor. Like, I mean, at and, least yeah, he's and acted so in other Lee. things. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I definitely felt targeted when the sin was just positivity. Um, definitely, definitely felt that one deep in my soul. Okay. That's me. <laughs> uh, unless one of them bought an extremely, an uh, anachronistic Bluetooth speaker, they're dancing in complete silence, which only psychos <laughs> would do. So what a great observation during that montage that they, where would the music be coming from that they're dancing yeah, to? For sure. Um, I also love that they point out there is one of the days where they show Phil dead. And what does that mean? about this universe like mm -hmm. every one of these days is creating a new timeline beyond phil himself uh so that all of his yeah consequences... that's the thing i've always wondered about yeah cause... it's really interesting the movie decides to do that so uh but, yeah, but i, I mean about but like logistically like i mean i would i would almost think, like is everyone like is everyone in the world stuck on this day because they would almost have to be right i mean that's kind of the only way it works well if he's dead and they're showing him dead I think it means he's creating an entirely new oh. timeline each time. So the one he wakes up in is like just like a separate It's just one timeline. of, of 10,000 timelines that he created. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's, those are the consequences of actually showing him dead and having that joke uh, is, is to have to think about that stuff. Um, and then finally the observation that he kicks that girl out of her piano listen, even on the final day when he didn't need it, <laughs> like because the piano teacher says that he's her student, um, yeah. which by the way is a silly thing to say if somebody comes in and they're already like a master level piano player, but, uh, but yeah, it's fun <laughs> stuff. All right, let's move on to the hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, this is a Dicer Scott uh, script. Myself and Jeremy wrote on this. Um, sorry, Hunchback fans. Uh, I see you in the comments. You're mad. Yeah, You're definitely this mad. This is a beloved movie. <laughs> it really is. I think I think every animated Disney movie has its fans. Yeah. But this is like, but like even like there's there's people out there like if we send Brother Bear, there'd be people out there being like, Brother Bear, what are you guys being mean to that for? Um, <laughs> it's true. But this was in the heyday too. Like this right. movie made a lot of money. Yeah. Like this was, you know, this was the, what, this was right after Pocahontas. So this is between Pocahontas and Hercules and yeah. right after, you know, Aladdin, Lion King. And so this was a, you know, this is a big movie for a lot of people, I bet. Jeremy and I had a ton of fun on this script. Um, today, what I'm I'm assuming you've seen Hunchback. Uh, no. Oh, interesting. 
I for no, some, I've whatever never reason I would have thought you would have seen all, all the Disney movies because that was right kind of during the heyday. I got a, a message from uh, my friend on Twitter, Chris um, E. O'Neill, who was super happy. He wrote to me and said, I know you're not in charge of what y'all sin or who writes for it, <laughs> but I don't care. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Which funny. is just funny to think about it from people who love a movie that feel that to sin it is almost like honoring honor. it in yeah, a way. Absolutely. It's like- it's anyway, like, he, it's the Weird Al effect, right? He mm-hmm. went on to say that it's one of his favorite movies of the Renaissance era, and he called it the Renaissance era. And I wonder if that's like for Disney mm-hmm. that run of yes. of movies that people tend to know. Um, uh, it says he said it has a ma- major nostalgia factor: Hercules, Lion King, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Pocahontas. That kind of whole run mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. But of the ones he mentioned. I've only seen Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Little Little Mermaid and Pocahontas. Those are the ones I've seen. So, so you saw everything leading hunchback. up to Hunchback, and then you were like, "No, <laughs> I'm just, Tarzan." I'm done. I didn't see Tarzan. Oh, you didn't well, see Tarzan, Tarzan the first time through. I don't think, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I missed Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. It, the Hunchback is uh, a movie that I look back on, uh, looked back on fondly uh, with nostalgia because it was in that run of movies, like many people do. I have to tell you, it has been a long time since a sinning process has changed my perspective on a movie as much as it changed my perspective on Hunchback. Um, This is a terrible movie, in my opinion. Um, It looks awful. And I don't know. I I think it's just a bad decision. I think it's just a bad decision to try to do this story. Um, And when I say terrible, I mean contextually. In a different context, this movie might be okay, but they're trying to make it a Disney family film and then also keep a lot of the darkness that is built into this story and it the tones just do not play well together um and i think it creates a that makes a that really makes more sense hard experience yeah because okay i've seen this movie once mm-hmm. I, I saw it when it came in the theater i don't think i've seen it again I, I even asked mackenzie if she had seen it without me or something and she didn't remember it so i don't even think she's seen it my daughter um i saw it in the theater in 96 i hated pocahontas which I've also never seen again. Yeah. And that was the one that had come out the year before. And right. Disney was on such a hot streak before Pocahontas. Like mm-hmm. I loved everything, right? Even and and I even include Nightmare Before Christmas because that was supposed to be Disney's movie that year and they freaked out and moved it to Touchstone or yeah, whatever they what it, did. Yeah, right. So that that's why you don't have a Disney animated film in 93. So I love like so you basically had like five movies in a row that were just like A's, you mm-hmm. know. And then um and then Pocahontas was just not good it didn't didn't do anything for me uh, maybe it had some nice music i don't even remember but um have you ever <laughs> sorry is that is that the pocahontas <laughs> i get is that the vanessa williams is that the it's pocahontas? like have you ever heard colors the of wolf the wind? cry to the blue corn moon that's what it's the blue mm, corn yeah moon. yeah okay i go back Paint with mind. all the that, colors of the wind that movie yeah. doesn't have good music um can you but, sing no, with I'm all the kidding. voices of the mountain jonathan can you <laughs> can, paint yeah. with all the colors of the wind I can't sing with any voices. Um, but anyways, I didn't like that movie. So I remember seeing Hunchback, and I remember thinking it was better than Pocahontas. And I don't remember much else about what I thought. Oh. I did rewatch The Hellfire a bit on YouTube uh-huh. because you and you guys and Barrett were just, you know, going back and going forth at about each it. other. We on should Slack. say Barrett loves loves this and has to chime in every time Jeremy and I talk about yeah. this. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, Barrett, Barrett really, really likes this movie. I wonder if he's um, seen it recently. I, I just... I, I, that I don't know. 
But know. I know he's seen it a few times at yeah. least. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's... And I think some of it, he is just messing with you guys. But mm-hmm. um, Well, you know how you were talking earlier about WandaVision? You're like, well, Wanda is a villain. Well, yeah. Barrett is a villain, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hate... <laughs> you I hate to break already. it to you. <laughs> there is something about that. Just watching that Hellfire scene, at least out of context, like I didn't watch the movie again. Yeah. Um, there is, it's like I love the animation. Oh yeah, and and it's very cool visually, and and it's really cool that they would just kind of they just kind of go for it with that song, which is really interesting. I will say though. Disney has a lot of songs that if you really started digging into them are problematic. Sure. Right? And sure. And you guys kind of mentioned that, but like Love is an open door is a super problematic song if you really start thinking about well, but, it. Uh, what was the other oh, be prepared? But hold be on, prepared. hold on. I will not have you uh disparage oh, Frozen because that song is purposefully problematic because he is a villain. It's almost a hint that he is so, not what he so seems to be. So is the guy singing Hellfire. <laughs> no, I know. I, I, I have no problem with Look, Hell, Hell. I'm not, first, don't jump on my back here. I don't <laughs> think Love is an Open Door is a bad song. I think Frozen is a much better movie than this. Right, what I'm right. saying is that song is problematic if you really dig into it. And you, I mean, you could argue a lot of these songs are problematic, is all I'm saying. And you could argue a lot of these songs are frightening. Be prepared in Lion King. That is terrifying. But those are not looked on poorly because those are in better movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're catchier songs. Right. If Hellfire had like Love is an Open Door beat to it, I assure you, is it Hellfire? <laughs> Am I even saying the right thing now? What is what is it yeah. called? No, it's Hellfire. You're right. If that had a Love is an Open Door kind of beat to it, you know, I, I think more people would, would talk fondly about that. I think from what I remember, though, the music in this movie is not memorable at all. Um yeah, and, and it, I I couldn't tell you anything that's in this movie, but no, I'm not I'm not knocking Frozen. Calm no, down. it's okay. I was just being silly. Uh, I mean, I wasn't being silly. I was being <laughs> Jeremy serious. Jeremy would but... knock Frozen though. Jeremy yes. hates Frozen. Yeah, Jeremy doesn't like Frozen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think for me, so much of it is contextual, and I think that is the problem with the Hellfire thing. Is contextually, gotcha. you've got gargoyles who are singing some sort of weird Aladdin-esque stuff appearing out of nowhere mm-hmm. kind of thing going on. And then you've got this villain who is literally talking about lust and sexual assault and like, you know, um, and and I, is talking about, you know, I mean... I could be... Go ahead, sorry. No, I just... in contextually, and I think we mentioned it even in The Sin, like the, the big statues are going, mea culpa, mea culpa. And it's like, is this a... Like, you're speaking Latin. Do are kids like... I don't know. It's just tonally, it's just so weird where this, yeah, this movie it's goes. It's very weird. It's very, it's very weird. And like I said, I watched it out of context. So I'm sure within the movie itself, it's even more weird. Yes, um, yes. But I also, if I remember correctly, I think this movie was rated G at the time. Or Could maybe be. they did rate it PG, but I don't know. I remember that being an issue at the time that a lot of parents were like, "Whoa, what was that?" Because you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't Lion King, or you know, right? You're um, not wrong about Lion King though. Like in the Be Prepared song, because my brother and I, we mm-hmm. would listen to the uh, album for that over and over and over again, and watch the movie as well. And the um, uh, the hyenas in the background mm-hmm. are saying, um, "We'll." Have food, lots of food. We repeat endless yeah. meat. <laughs> and yeah, that was like yeah, our favorite no, it's, part. It's and nobody picks it out because it's the silly background thing. But oh, my mom and, and dad like, what are you song. chanting back there? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I will say, like love is an open door. I love that. I love be prepared. I love that scene. And that's mm. one of that's just it's so cool, right? It, but it but I'm just saying, I don't I don't think anything in Hunchback is darker than that. 
it, from what I remember. I don't know. But it's, if, it's different. But contextually, because Disney does Disney-fy a lot of dark stuff, but what it seems sure. like you're saying is they left more of the dark stuff in than they normally do. I don't know. I, I could be way off here, but I, I, feel, like, I feel like hyenas uh, symbolizing, uh, in many ways, Nazi Germany. Uh, in the, oh, in that's that movie, all, yeah, absolutely. Um, through a lot of the way that they're portrayed or whatever, is is a metaphor that is laid under a plot that is uh, essentially about they want to take over the the kingdom, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's the the plot is. So it like it works with like the overall the plot is not something quite as sinister as the metaphor is. Like if you if you think through the metaphor. I mean, yes, there's, there's, you know, death and that whole movie is full of deep stuff, you know, just the death of his dad, like all that stuff is in there, but it's all in this plot that is, that has, that makes sense on the service. When you look at uh, what Hunchback is doing, the whole plot is a, is actually about, you know, killing babies and trapping people and lusting after, like, that's what the plot is about. That's not a metaphor underneath. Like that is literally the text of what's going on here. And so I feel like, you know, there's a little bit of difference there uh, in in, in other Disney stuff where it's kind of laid underneath as part of a metaphor that the adults can understand and get. But this is just the plot. This is... Yeah. I think there's probably a reason I've never revisited it, you know, because I've revisited just about everything. Yeah. uh, Especially, especially, even if I was just showing my daughter and this was just one I never thought to do that with because I just... I I don't have a connection to it. Speaking of revisiting things... You know, I've worked with this company as for over a year and we're coming up on, you know, like maybe I just am not as comfortable calling Barrett as a villain as I thought I was. So (laughs) I thought you meant it as a joke. So I thought it was very funny. And and I kind of felt like, yeah, I'm one of them now. I can tease Barrett. But, you know, I've just been sitting here sweating. So maybe I'm not there yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want me to cut it out? Danae, you want me to cut that part out of the show? No, it's okay. If you're listening, I think you're a great boss. And <laughs> please don't fire me. <laughs> That's great. I can't imagine he would take that seriously. Yeah. I definitely I'll, didn't I'll think find out when serious. we have our admin meeting <laughs> what on did, Thursday. Oh, he might give you shit now with, with you adding this to it. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. God, I have so much to learn. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. What did, that might be more a me thing. What did Jeremy have to say about uh, Hunchback? Uh, he said, Hunchback is easily one of the worst of the, quote, modern era animated Disney films. The issue starts with the choice of subject matter to begin with. Hunchback is a dark ass book. Yo, this is like Disney doing a musical animated version of Dante's Inferno or Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. Tom Holche <laughs> Holch is the yeah. only bright spot. And his voice work and singing are incredible. Too bad the music is all hot garbage. I've written more memorable songs in my sleep. I have seen far. Yep. I have seen farm animals crap better songs. I just wanted to make sure I was reading that correctly. (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) I mean, maybe it's like, you know how sometimes we'll fart and it kind of sounds like a tune. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Maybe it's that. I don't know. Thank you for explaining Um, today. You're welcome. <laughs> and don't get me started on the plot. The plot is more vapor-like than actual vapor. You can see right through it, and sometimes you wonder if it's even there. Then there's a strange combination of both underscoring traditional sexist tropes, like Esmeralda strip dancing for coins, and damning toxic masculinity with Frollo's song, a.k.a. I want a fucker, so please send me the hot girl. So please send the hot girl to hell. Mm-hmm. Unquote. Yeah. It- 
Uh, incidentally, my sin here about the history of, quote, obvious sexual innuendo is in Disney's song titles is my favorite thing I wrote for this video. Loved Dicer's changing that escalated quickly to that immolated quickly on the super fast house fire and his sin about the magic rope. Not a lot of research done here, but plenty of groaning. This movie is bad and it should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like how, I like how Jeremy and she's got he's uh, I mean, he's kind of like you in this that he takes it like mm-hmm. he's so personal about it, like just yeah. stabbing it, like it, like it just it infuriates him when a movie doesn't work. <laughs> there's a reason where I'm just kind of like, hey, that movie wasn't very good. Oh well, there, I'll go watch something else. There's a reason that when Danae reads Jeremy's stuff, it just flows for her. <laughs> like yes. he's he's in her yes. mindset for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I I do agree. After really watching this again, it had been a while since cool. I seen it. It is. It's it's not great. Uh, let's talk about some of the sins. Danae, do you want to kick us off with some of the stuff you liked in this video? Sure. Uh, I like the, um, he sings, be faithful to me, be grateful to me. And this movie is making me distrust religious leaders. <laughs> that was really Zing. fun. Zing. Um, this is your sanctuary. Things you say to prisoners who don't know they're in prison. <laughs> uh, and then... <laughs> Does everyone go to the Topsy Turvy Festival with fresh tomato in their pocket? They should call this the Tomato Festival. And then the Sniffle Salt. Her name's Esmeralda, not Esmeralda. <laughs> with the who the fuck wrote this? That's terrible. It's awful. I demand who wrote that. And then Chris says you did. Um, and then Jeremy says in an Anchorman impression, I don't believe you. I thought that was uh, so very very fun to would listen it to. Add to the fun to know that I wrote that. Uh, yeah except I, I didn't know jeremy wrote that but i thought it would be it would be really oh. funny if i had actually written that <laughs> well i thought it was interesting that it was chris saying you wrote that because uh-huh. i would have thought that it would have been you since you were the second writer mm-hmm. and you're also on tv sins but then you've got chris on commercial sins so and, and chris has done chris is more of a known character well, i think so. if you have me come in at that point which i mean he could have done that but i think there's much more of a WTF kind of thing going on in, in the comments. Like, who is that? Like, even though right. I am narrating on TV sins now, like, I think Chris is a, a fairly known character in the cinema sure. side of things. Yeah. So this is going to sound really dumb. And I don't know why I just thought about this, but Aaron earlier, it is Notre Dame, right? Like, that's uh-huh. like, yes. that is the correct pronunciation. That is the correct but, French pronunciation. Yes. But the university and, you know, the football team, everybody, I mean, everybody Notre just Dame. calls calls them Notre Dame. Notre and that's, Dame. I mean, that's my team, right? Yeah. So Notre I, Dame's my team. For some reason, oh, I hope I don't say it like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're also a Midwest kind of team. So I don't, but maybe there's probably, I'm a Southern person that likes them. Well, but anyways, I, I wrote a joke for you in this, uh, in this yeah, script, you did. Jonathan. <laughs> you did, you did. But I was just that big thing. I've never like once like the magic trick. I've just never really thought about that. How we just uh, collectively pronounce something wrong. Uh, for like a hundred years. In, um, in fact, in that joke, uh, I, I wrote, I like, and then in parentheses it said, "Narrator needs to pronounce it like dumb Americans <laughs> for this sin." I need, <laughs> I need Danae watching games with me now, just going, "Go Notre Dame, <laughs> Notre go! Dame, go Notre Dame." Oh my God, you sound, but 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 it's funny you say that though, because I I always that's my voice for like SEC fans, like go Alabama, go UT, <laughs> go go Vols. Great. <laughs> Get on out balls. there with yourselves. Excellent. Bull, come on, Mississippi State. Come on. <laughs> Mississippi. I, we, I just offended like eight 
thousand people that listen. I to love accents though. So I yeah, I'm kind of upset. I don't have like a deep Southern accent. I, mean, My, uh, I think we can do. I think we can do American accents, right? That's still okay, right? Can we? Can we do oh, like I regional? Just, like I just <laughs> mean offend, Yeah, I'm an offend SEC fans. Oh, I see. I, I see. Not not that I'm making fun of their accent. That I'm just. I don't know. Uh, Jonathan, what living about you? in SEC country is and not being an SEC fan is just a fun experience. Mm, yes. <laughs> what uh, What were some of your favorite scenes? Um, I, Aaron, I assume Aaron wrote this, but it's the, it's impressive drone work to be sure, but it's still a cliche, like even though it's animated, yes, that seems to always be an Aaron. I love thing. doing that. I do love doing yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, movie never once has the sense to Mr. Mr. I thought mm-hmm. was very funny. Uh, snot blocking. Uh, that is actually not how you get ants. I thought was great. Uh, it's so perfect telegraph- for once. Yeah. It's not how you get ants. Exactly. That was, that was great that you guys got to do that. Telegraphing your nut shots. And then the one I guess you wrote, I'm not sure movie knows how to Notre Dame correctly. Mm-hmm. Was that what you were talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've yet to see Touchdown Jesus or anyone lose a bowl game. Um, so... <laughs> 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 and you know, coming from a Michigan fan, I probably shouldn't shouldn't talk too loudly, but uh, but it is it was fun anyway. Yeah, that uh, rivalry is kind of over, so we're good. I like that I got Jeremy to say the phrase "in flagrante delecto." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just about that crazy W uh, that looks more like a, a Q and an A having some time together. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the one that I really. <laughs> Are you okay today? It's a cute having some time together. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so peachy. It's, yeah, it's very Aaron uh, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Which brings us to sexuality shaming and objectification. It's rare both ends of the spectrum sin, uh, which I really love because it really is. They're both they're both like at opposite ends of you know uh, observing a woman's sexuality. I just thought that was really interesting. Uh, Got to stay one jump ahead of the breadline when uh, Jeremy sings that was really fun. And then the end, uh, which we haven't talked about in how horrendous this movie is. The end of this movie is bonkers insane. It is. It makes no sense. Nothing that goes on feels authentic or interesting in any way. The idea that all of a sudden there's all this lava, like I mean, I don't like oceans of lava pouring out of this church. Like, where is it coming from? How is it not killing everybody on the street? Like, just there was no thought that went into this. Uh, this end beyond let's make it look cool or look interesting and of course the rope plays into that this weird somehow the the craziest part of that rope is that it just hangs around in midair and waits for him to be ready to go back to the building um but yeah just all that stuff none of it makes sense and then to be able to use the uh the uh, i almost said happy gilmore but it's not it's billy madison right and at the end of billy madison where he's like i award you i award it no uh points and may god have mercy on your soul uh, basically that entire paragraph, that last paragraph comes from that Billy Madison quote. It's just, uh, arranged mm-hmm. a little differently for this, uh, video. Oh, that's so. interesting. Yeah. That was a fun one. So yeah, that was a ton of fun. Uh, there you go. There's a hunchback. We did it. Notre we, Dame. We Three hours it. later, we have discussed know, the sins video. I love, I, I know that a lot of you love the music in, in, uh, the hunchback. And I just, I'm just here to tell you it's not great. And I'm sorry <laughs> that you're wrong I'm about sorry. this. <laughs> I like yeah, I, I I still um totally going back though to Groundhog Day, I still totally forgot that Megan the Stallion was in there. 
and was talking about. It's true. Never mind. It's true. What if Megan Thee Stallion had done the music for Hunchback? That would have been interesting. Hey, that would have probably would have been, been fitting. Yes, probably would have been. I she really could have wrote the hell out of some Hellfire. I the the outtake in there that is m- maybe the the most uh, the hardest to get, but also works the best in my opinion, is the striptease outtake. Uh, that's in yeah. that outtake package where because Demi Moore obviously played as yeah. Esmeralda and it's just so perfect uh, you know where she's like that's the not that I've ever seen strip tease of course but um, yeah you don't need to <laughs> but that there's there's that scene where she's like getting ready or whatever and somebody's knocking on her. it just it fits so perfectly so. I will say this you I mean strip tease is isn't is kind of infuriating because oh, yeah. that's based on that's based on Carl Hyacin and Carl Hyacin is is a great comic writer um, and he writes about the South in a way that like, I just, most writers don't speaking of the South. So, yeah. uh, I, I was actually looking forward to that movie and it yeah. was just, it was BS. So. Yeah. Um, you guys ready to move on to keeping tabs? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk, wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Okay, we're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to take a look at the uh, stuff that happened during the writing process. Maybe some searches we had to do, some fun things from behind the scenes. I already mentioned I've got the uh, audio outtake for this week. People seem to enjoy that when we did it last time, so uh, I thought I'd pull one up here again. This was very kind of Danae to uh, have me figure out how to pronounce an, uh, uh, an umlaut. And I will say I got some help from the Discord on I was going to say, mm-hmm. I was hoping you are going to talk about that because in our... Uh, note writing process when we were leaving the notes on it you had just had a conversation in discord about pronunciation right because there was there was some conversation i think chris was uh shadowing on that just saying hey we just need to make sure we know what this is actually called right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i had gone to discord and they kind of helped me a little bit with it that i i watched two different 
uh, tutorial videos on how to pronounce the th- <laughs> wow. The thing that helped me the most is that they said you're basically saying um, uh, eh, but with your mouth shaped like o. So you basically oh. make you eh? no, is that how you make an o sound today Why with your though? mouth eh? wide open like create a there word? you go. So it's basically ah. like ooh. Why would you create a word that much effort? Like, who was the who said this? Who said this word? Like, one and you know, like, well, we're gonna I think put it's that just, in you the know, different different societies grew up with different mouth shapes for making their sounds. Like, that's just that's, that's right. the way, just the way it happens. And so, just wait, the way, wait, that's wait, the way language wait, is. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. No, no, wait, what? Really? No, really? Yeah, totally. You're, okay. You're, yeah. yeah, you're just I mean, used I to get, having. Your Wait, tongue I'm in a different stupid. position. Your lips are more yeah. naturally in a different position in different cultures. And I have so- never, ever thought about that. No, I get it. I get it. I 100% get it. I'm not an idiot, but I just that's just something I've never even thought well, about. That and makes I, sense. I listen to a great podcast uh, that talks a lot about this stuff. Um, I've, and, and it's so great that I'm forgetting the name of the podcast, but I've talked about it before. Um, Is it The History of Words? Yeah, it's not called The History of Words. It's... Um, Lexicon Valley is oh, the name shit. of the podcast. Yeah, Lexicon Valley. I definitely Valley. don't want my comment to come off like I'm like, why aren't we all just like America? I didn't mean it that way. Why don't we all talk through our nasal no, passages? But it's a, <laughs> why don't we all just say Notre Dame and shut the fuck up? <laughs> it is. It is a natural thing to think everybody. You know. No, I just, I just, I forget. Well, I know. And you, do you hear the whole like? I mean, there's. I mean, this is. So, but yeah, no, I get it. Bodies shapes are different, and you know, like. Uh, I don't yeah. know what I'm trying to say. You just you grow up pronoun you know pronunciating things <laughs> differently. It's uh, just we. It's just it's fascinating though. It is. Like, it is a very fascinating that, like, science. It really is. Different parts of the world. There's different mouths. Like that's well, and they, interesting. And you're not even getting into some of the click languages and different things where you're actually using uh, sound effects as words. There are many languages where the way you say oh, to, say yeah, a word yeah, changes yeah. its, it's fascinating. meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the inflection. Yeah, or and very the, slight um, inflection. Differences will change something. Yeah, and what's weird is to us that seems complex, but to them it's so simple. And our and really honestly, our language is the most ridiculously like more complex than it needs to be. Now, granted, that has to do with so much influence, yeah, right? Because you know from uh, from other nationalities and whatnot. But yeah. So anyhow, there's also uh, the languages that are fascinating to me are are pitch languages too, mm-hmm. where the the actual pitch of the note that you're using is specific mm-hmm. and um, studies about people who can sing perfect pitch often come from languages yeah. who speak in pitch mm-hmm. language yeah so if, if and you, I bet they don't have three twos so but I, and I wonder right I don't know if I'm using the, the term pitch language correctly there I'm because I think there is something called pitch language but I'm talking about a specific language where uh, it's 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 specifically meant for tonal. Right. I mean, I'm just gonna look something up real quick. That's fine. It's inter- um, I'm sorry that we're getting off subject, but it, I will say one last thing. It's interesting doing all this uh, work with Mackenzie, uh, fourth grade English work, ELA. Um, our grammar is just insane. Mm-hmm. Like our, I mean, Syntax, it's just it, like no. it's it's way more complicated than it needs to be. Okay, it really is. It really is. Pitch in language is different than pitch pitch accent. Right. A language. Oh, so a yeah, pitch, yeah. A pitch accent language is a language that has word accents that um, where one syllable in a word or morpheme is more prominent than the others, but the accentuated syllable is indicated by a contrasting pitch rather than by loudness. Mm-hmm. So it's a pitch shift. 
whereas uh, pitch language in speech is relative highness or lowness of a tone by the ear, which depends on the number of vibrations per second produced in vocal cords. Pitch is the main acoustic correlate of tone intonation. Uh, read more about the Japanese language. And I was thinking it was uh, an Asian culture that had pitch specific and it might be Japanese. Let me just say this. Imagine being able to write in some of those languages too. It's so beautiful. It really is. Uh, symbolic uh, writing is is mm-hmm. really beautiful stuff. Um, if you are interested in this stuff, let me just say again, check out Lexicon Valley. Like he he explains so much of this stuff in such interesting ways. They're bite sized episodes too. They're usually like twenty minutes long, um, and I think it's every every couple weeks. So, uh, but yeah, it's, I find that stuff really yeah. really fascinating. So, anyways, I had I had thought I had like I done my research. I knew it was like eh, but with an O, like oh. Yeah. And so, but this is, this is what happened when, uh, I got to reading that sin. Um, I'll just let you, let you, let you in on a little behind the scenes. Here we go. But also doesn't the umlaut change the U to more of like a U sound. <laughs> so like this should be streaker or something. Streaker, 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 something like that. I don't know. That's so much so much strukering. My point is you can't add fancy dots to a U and not change the pronunciation. (laughs) 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 Oh my goodness. Oh my God, he's Swedish (laughs) chef. I know. Oh, can you, I'm just picturing like Natalie or somebody listening to this. Right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> oh my god so yep yeah, i uh i thought i had it and then the, when i got to it i was like is that right and i just i couldn't i couldn't figure it out but uh but we got there eventually that was hilarious though i just you know you got to get it right and uh and so eventually you got to go through that stuff but uh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try to keep remembering like to save those for you know uh like any kind of audio kind great. of fun stuff that we can do but uh but yeah Struker. So good. So So well done. Uh, Danae, what do you got? Uh, So my keeping tabs was a part of the episode. You guys got to actually sort of see the evolution of a keeping tabs for WandaVision um, regarding the uh, search for ounces, like uh, Mm, on the little commercial sort of stop down in episode three of the soap that says four OZS rather than four OZ for ounces. Mm -hmm. And so I structured that sin kind of like we would do for keeping tabs. And so I kind of, you know, gave away essentially what that is. So for those of you who are trying to avoid potential spoilers for WandaVision, um, just skip ahead a little bit. There's really not too much. Actually, I don't think this would be too much of a spoiler because it's just, it's like, uh, I went to this website called rcsb.org. So this website is a structural view of biology as a resource powered by the Protein Data Bank archive information about 3D shapes of proteins, nucleic acids, and complex assemblies that help students and researchers understand all aspects of biomedicine and agriculture from protein synthesis to health and disease. That's all one word, uh, one sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no break. <laughs> um, so uh, the RCSBPD 
B, builds upon the data by creating tools and resources for research and education in molecular biology, structural biology, computational biology, and beyond. I would have never in a million years find myself on the site except for this job. Um, I just happened to do a quick Google search for what 4OZS could refer to, and I was absolutely bonker shocked that it's an RNA binding protein that has a classification uh, that there's like all these different lists and, and under the list there's classification organisms, et cetera, et cetera. And it is listed as a synthetic construct organism. That's, that's so cool. Which is just fascinating to me considering that vision is a synthetic construct. So you have to just believe this was very purposeful. Um, I don't know. I wonder. I You would I, think so, but... You know, things How can would be it act- not be? I don't know. You said not, you what said a crazy uh, coincidence. You said dad jokes about something that was literally a That's dad true. joke and didn't realize. You know, like I yeah, mean, but sometimes. Why, but there is there is something specific to how they write it, though, right? Because yeah. I mean, I don't you know. don't ever write ounces like that. At least I feel that I, I feel know. like um I feel like on the team of writers, there's got to be people who understand the sciences on a massive level for the kinds of script writing they're mm-hmm. doing especially yeah. as in each marvel movie they attempt yeah. to explain to the audience how anything that they're doing is viably possible <laughs> like, that's why you got hired right because of that doctorate you have in uh biochemical engineering that's right. yeah that's right yeah and so someone's like well actually you know this <laughs> is a symbol for this and and then some dude's like well cool i'll just put that on the soap yeah I think you're right. My mind was blown reading that. Yeah, I I think you're right. That's that would be my assumption as well. Um, It's just a fun thing. And it's also fun to put up our process of keeping tabs into a sin for mm -hmm. other people to enjoy the discovery process, because Mm -hmm. this is one of those moments where you think you discover it's not even a clue Mm -hmm. because we know what vision you know, is the, the Wanda herself is saying out loud, you're synthetic. Or whatever. I don't actually. I can't remember exactly the words that she uses, but essentially, it's not like this is the clue that unlocks a mystery. It's more just an amazement mm-hmm. at attention to detail. Yeah. Uh, if that is what they're doing. So yeah. that was my keeping tabs for this week. That's so cool. You also like in this job, you learn about all these websites that you would yeah. never know existed. I would never go here, and I don't think <laughs> I would ever have a reason to come back to this website. Yeah, uh, it, it is interesting and fascinating that you can go and you can see 3D views of all of these proteins and mm-hmm. et cetera's. Uh, they just have a 3D rendition of it and you can zoom in on and, and, and you can zoom in on like so for right. For example, right now I'm on a page about uh, the 4OZS, the RNA binding protein. I clicked on the picture. I can click on a segment of that protein and click and drag and turn it around in a 3D universe and look at this swirly thing that looks like confetti. It looks like, you know, like wound ribbon mm-hmm. that's with all these dots around it. It looks like confetti. Um, I don't know why this is important in my life, but uh, they also had something about the coronavirus on the front page. I was going to say, I can tell you why so, it's important in your life. I guarantee you that has uh, because of the way the the um, uh, the vaccine works through RNA. That this is mm-hmm. probably something that is actually going to be used in the vaccine. I would imagine uh, well, if there's a protein binder. Have, so yeah, um, I'm looking at the molecular landscape by David S. Goodsell on the vaccine right now. SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccine and mm-hmm. looking at the picture of it. I'll describe it for you. 
<laughs> it looks like pink spaghetti in a blue bowl that has green worms trying to get into the blue bowl on a sea of of autumn leaves. Oh, very nice. Jonathan, what's your keeping tabs? <laughs> well, I only wrote on uh, that one WandaVision episode, so I didn't have a ton. I did look up um, can a hedge trimmer uh, cut through concrete. I was pretty sure it could not, mm-hmm. but, but I, did, I didn't want that one person going, well, you don't know about the concrete skate 4000 you know um but uh, i did look up though i did the groundhog day video made me curious about the amount of time that he actually spends um so i did Mm -hmm. look up that if anybody had done that and i'm probably like late to the game but in 2016 a blogger that goes by the name wolf nards which is (laughs) good important lovely um they did research into it and what they what they used was uh they looked at the amount of time it would take for Murray's character to learn the skills that he develops. And so they came up with eight years, eight months, and 16 days. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, but I just thought that was interesting because I was just curious. Get busy, people. That's right. Get busy. I, I assume people had looked into that. But then I don't know how you determine how. I, I know there's 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 supposed like uh, statistics out there that it takes you like however many hours to, to master a skill. That's why like characters like um, like on Criminal Minds or like uh, Big Bang Theory or something like that, like people that have like, like they know everything, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like 24, <laughs> but but yeah. they're experts in like, you know, every anything you can imagine. And I know people talk about that. Like there's like that. What is it? I can't even remember what it is. It's so many thousand hours, right? It's uh, Malcolm Gladwell uh, talks That's about right. uh, 10,000 hours, I, w- I want um, to say. Something like to that. To be excellent at something. And uh, yeah, that's an interesting book. Gladwell's written some interesting stuff. Absolutely. No, I think that is interesting. But I just, but when you're watching Groundhog Day, like how can you determine if he's actually an expert? So mm-hmm. like, you know, right. how do you figure out the amount that would go into, I don't know. But that, it's probably right. It's got to be years. I mean, it has to be. That uh, screen name has to be a reference to Monster Squad, right? Oh, I would think so, yes. Wolfman Wolf has got nards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would definitely think that that would have to be what Absolutely, that is. Absolutely, yes. Congratulations on your screen name. Everybody ready to move <laughs> into the comment section? Ready! I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Let's talk about some comments from the week. They could be on the videos themselves or anywhere else, really. Discord, Twitter, wherever you might find them. Jonathan, what do you got? I actually picked a comment from Hunchback, uh, so I hope I didn't take one from you, Aaron. Nice. But, uh, it was Danielle Norton, and it was, how does someone bring up the topic of thirsty Disney songs without mentioning Can You Feel the Love Tonight? I just thought that was very It is. It true. is a great comment, and honestly, <laughs> when I read that sin, Jeremy wrote this great sin, one of my favorites in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the video. The uh, the other two that I thought of when Jeremy wrote this were "I'll make a man out of you," which is you know obviously yeah. one you could you could kind of put yeah. in that that reference, and then uh, "How far I'll go" I thought would have been a funny one from yeah. Moana, uh, which would fit in that as well. Uh, it's just a great sin. I really thought it was really funny. It was uh, really Danae, good. What about you? What's your uh, comment section? So I just wanted to um, say a huge amount of gratitude to everyone who listens to BTS and uh, has sent me personal messages about my narration experience. I had so, so, so many comments that were just positive and it made me feel really, really good. And I'm not going to read them all because 
it, that would be like this is already an egocentric moment for me because I'm talking about <laughs> right guys. Thanks for loving me, but it was just a really it was really neat to see, especially the BTS fans in the comment section, um, because it is scary in a way to kind of like step out onto that platform knowing that there's going to potentially be public hate, and there was some. But again, for it to be just so overwhelmingly positive, and I just wanted to say thanks. I can't thank you guys all individually because it would be awkward. But I wanted to <laughs> spend this quick moment to just. No, uh, oh, I love it. I don't know. We 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 have loved doing this show, and it just continues to evolve into this really great community. I guess I would say also, uh, join join Discord. Um, my introduction on the show today was based on comments on Discord, mm -hmm. and so we just have fun. We have fun conversations there. <laughs> And um, you were all appreciated very, very much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, for my comment section, am touching on one of our all-time favorite consistent comments, but Slab has brought it to us in a new way. Uh, this is on the Commercial Sin video, which if you know anything about our recordings uh, session, isn't live to the public uh, when we do our recording. Actually, it usually goes live while we're recording. Yeah. In fact, that just reminded me that I probably should go do something about that. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Slab's comment uh, from 13 hours ago says, how in the world am I able to comment 18 to 20 hours before the video comes out? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a fun one. <laughs> so I wanted to mention that because I was like just looking through. I was like, oh, there's one comment on the, you know, from some one of our members. And uh, and that was the one. So thank you, Slab, for making us laugh. All right, let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity. And beyond! Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're just going to chat about something else from the pop culture world that we've seen recently. Um, I'm going to go first. And uh, I read comics. Have you heard of these? God, uh, I thought you were about to say I read a book. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of This is about books? as close as you're probably going to get to a book-related... Uh, unless, unless Jeremy Jansons. read it. Uh, or a friend of yours. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, um, I've been hearing, uh, hearing mumblings about House of M um, uh, in regards to oh, WandaVision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I, you know, I, I would be interested in reading that, but I'm not going to go to a comic book store and, you know, search for it or buy it. And I don't really want to pay 20 bucks a month or whatever, 10 bucks a month or whatever it might be for Marvel Unlimited or, you know, whatever these comic reading places are. And then I was watching a movie on Hoopla, which is a library sharing site. If you don't know, um, if you have a yeah, live comics, yeah, if you have a library card, you can watch a bunch of movies through an app called Hoopla. You just link it to yeah. your library card, and it's basically like borrowing from the library, except you don't have to go yeah. to the library. You are—I will say—you are limited monthly, but it's—it's it's like yeah, it's like ten. It's like ten items or something like that. I've certainly never, you know, quote unquote, borrowed enough to to reach that max, and there's no cost to it. And mm -hmm. I just happened to notice when I did a search for a movie that I wanted to watch that there were comics on there, and I was like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, I could probably borrow those too. And so I searched for House of M, and boom, there it was on hoopla and so i just downloaded i think it was um what what do you call what do you call the individual book the individual comic book uh you're talking about like a collected edition uh where i don't they know. collect the issues issue. together is issue that, thank you a, yeah. yeah it's not a, it's not a graphic novel really right because it it wasn't intended to be a graphic novel it's just they collect them yeah that's become really popular because people don't want to spend four bucks an issue so they can just wait and spend fifteen dollars you know for however they collect anyways so sorry. hoopla had issues one through eight now i don't know if that's the entirety of the series i don't know if that's just the first eight issues and there's more after that i really was, th 
Really was this know. the House of M comic? Yes. So that's probably all of that. What they would have done, though, is they had that storyline going through different comic series. Mm-hmm. You don't have to read those, but there's like like Spider-Man will have stuff associated with it. You know, X-Men comics will obviously have stuff associated with it. Right. But then they'll have like a main comic called House of M that will run for like eight issues or whatever. So this should not be a surprise uh, to anybody who knows how, what kind of content I like, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But in another universe, I am a huge comic book fan. In another Mm -hmm. universe, like this gets me on an interesting level. I downloaded uh, issues one through eight. I actually read five issues last night um, and really enjoyed it. And there's... <clears throat> There's a mention of uh, like I think an X Men comic series and an Avengers comic series, like New Avengers maybe, uh, Uncanny X Men I think is what it is uh, mentioned in this House of M comic, and I'm like, man, in another world I'd be reading all this stuff. I find it really fascinating and. Yes, there's a lot going on here that I think can play into WandaVision, or at least what we're seeing in WandaVision. But beyond that, I started to really get a sense for what's different in the comic book universe than in the MCU, and just how some of these characters are related to each other, and all sorts of different things that are going on here that um, that I just I wouldn't have if I hadn't taken the time to download and read a comic. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. Um, Very so, cool. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. If you want to check that out again, uh, I downloaded it on Hoopla for free. Just connected my library card and to I, that. I don't. I mean, I read it when it came out. Like, I don't even remember how many years ago that was. Now, um, I don't. Did you remember looking at a date? I, I don't remember know. seeing it, a date. It doesn't matter. It's I been a minute. Know, but yeah. But uh, but I remember reading it when it came out, and I mean, I, whatever. I don't like whatever comics I collected at the time. I would read the storylines in those. I didn't usually get extra you know, issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it was, a, it was like Marvel's event of that summer or year or whatever it was. So, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I, you know, you have time for what you make time for, but, uh, but it doesn't feel like I want to make time for reading comics every day, but man, I really did enjoy the experience. So something to possibly cool, check that's out. That's cool. Jonathan, what do you got for uh, beyond the sense? It's really weird you mentioned that, and you were talking about subscription services. I, I, everything I've watched this week has basically been for work. In fact, I'm trying to catch up on a series before I have to write about it next week. So that's been taking up a lot of my time. But um, I did want to talk about because so DC Universe was a streaming is a streaming service or was a streaming service uh, that came out a couple years before HBO Max, and so shows popped up on there like Titans and uh, Doom Patrol the Harley Quinn animated series, all of those shows have pretty much moved to HBO Max because HBO Max has a DC Universe uh, section. Right. So DC Universe has now become just straight up comic books. It had comic books in there before, but now now it's more like Marvel Unlimited where they just have like most all of the comic books. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can actually go in now and you can read um, you know, full full series and stuff like that. So it's a lot more like Marvel Unlimited. So I've been I've been subscribing to it for about the past year or so, and it's finally in the last few months it's converted just to that. And so I just thought I'd talk about that because I've just I've really been enjoying it. So now it's called DC Universe Infinite, I think is what they're calling it. I don't know how much it is a month. Aaron's probably right. It's probably somewhere in the Marvel Unlimited range, like nine ninety nine. I do the annual subscription, which I think is like seventy bucks or something. Uh, that usually you get like two or three free months if if you do if you do the annual. Mm-hmm. 
So I've been doing that and I've just been going back and rereading a lot of like old Batman and I've actually uh, Suicide Squad is one I've been reading a lot of because that was not a comic I ever really got into, but I kind of, I don't know, it, it's always kind of interested me, but now I can actually go back from the beginning and, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm that kind of guy. I like to start at the, in the, yeah, in the early too. stages. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. I will say I do still have Marvel Unlimited cause I like to read both, um, um, God, I spent way too much money on subscriptions, but um, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But Marvel Unlimited, I do enjoy as far as like some technical aspects. Like I think the search engine's a lot better. Marvel DC's not not great. It sometimes it's hard to find exactly what you're looking for, especially if it's something where they have a ton of different series devoted to it. Like if you just typed in Batman. Um, it's sometimes it's hard to just go to like Batman one, like you have to actually dig through some stuff, but I feel like they've been improving that a little bit. So I hope they keep working on that because that's the one big issue I have with it. I just said issue talking about comics. That's funny. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so, but I don't know, but I mean, if you've, if you've enjoyed Marvel unlimited or you're just a DC person and you haven't really, uh, you know, checked it out yet, it, there's a there's a ton of stuff there. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that's missing that I'm just not aware of because some stuff just isn't even available digitally. Um, there's, you know, there's certain series on Marvel Unlimited that aren't there because of that. But all the main stuff, like Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Justice League, Teen Titans, you know, all that stuff, they've pretty much got just about every issue. And then I don't know, I know Marvel does uh, the newer stuff. I think it's like six months after it comes out, uh, it gets put up on the service. Uh, so I don't know what DC is doing, but they have some really recent stuff from what, like they have, they have 2020 stuff on there. Um, so I think they're probably doing about the same, but, uh, mm. no, it's, it's, if you're a comic book lover and you love DC, um, I mean, to me, that's cheaper than if I just collected the current comics, right? Cause I'd be spending however much a month I'd be spending more than 10 bucks a month or whatever right. I'm spending. Uh, doing that so it's it's really cool i'm i'm really curious if like some of these other comic companies are going to fall into this like image they probably have a big enough line to to do their own uh but there's also comiXology is a website that has a lot they have a subscription service that has a lot of those comics on it as well so i don't know i don't know if that'll ever happen but uh i'm really glad dc and marvel are doing this uh i hope i don't know the only thing i don't know is i mean i don't know what this does to the comic book creator writer and i know there's a lot of issues out there with that and there's a lot of people that have a lot of problems with these types of services just like there's a lot of people that have a lot of problem with music streaming because they feel like the artist is getting screwed i don't know the details of that but i you know i enjoy the service and you know i'm more than happy to pay for it um i would pay more for it because it's just super convenient um so yeah so that's fun that's what i've been messing with jonathan were you planning on talking about dc universe infinite before we even started the show, like that's what you were planning on bringing for. Yeah. That is yeah. so weird. Yep. That is so strange. I my mind is kind of blown. Right. I, like I I don't know. That's just so weird that I would talk about I, downloading a comic and you would be. Com- I know. No, it's it's very strange. But um, we do this no, all I, the time too. Like it's just like <laughs> I, like we are in I sync. Had, it's like we were born on the same day or something. Yeah. I had thought about talking about this like a, a current series that's on NBC. I thought about that. This was this was earlier this morning, mm-hmm. but I decided to go this route instead because wow, that kind of blew my mind. Danae, what what comic based uh, uh, <laughs> Beyond the Sins are you going with? I don't have I don't have one. You know, this week. on the one week that Jonathan and I both go comics, <laughs> yeah. and you're I, like, nope, not this week. <laughs> well, I have been thinking about recommending another comic from 
the app that I read, the Webtoons app that I keep up with mm-hmm. all the time. But I, I'm just kind of vetting a couple of them that are yeah. still a little bit too new that I'm not sure I'm ready to tell everyone to go yeah. and check it out. So what are you just going with? Yet. I wanted to talk about a Twitch stream if I could. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So as you guys know, I'm getting into like more of the Twitch stuff and uh, finding a really fun community around arts and crafts and makers and crafters, people who literally just stream their work day because they're going to be sitting down making crafts all day anyway. So why not turn on a camera and talk to people? And so it is like a reality TV addiction in a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found this pair of delightful people, um, Moco Made, M-O-C-O Made, M-A-D-E, about a month ago. And it's a sibling duo. They're in, um, it's Derek and Devin. Devin is the girl. She, it's like in the basement of her house. They have a whole workspace set up where they've got a 3D printer. Um, They make custom uh, leather hookah hoses and she does leather painting. Um, And so they're just cool to watch, fun to watch. But the dynamic between the brother and sister is I think what really draws me in. And then of course the fun chatting community that happens uh, is also a delight. But I have them or the other person that I mentioned previously, Brush for Hire, I have them on in the background regularly. And they just do various shenanigans. They are definitely like curse friendly um they give curse it right friendly. back to you like if you if you're ch- if you put something out in the chat that's kind of snarky they snark right back to you you know they they're very confident and very bold in their own skin and their relationship together as siblings is really comforting to watch like it, it reminds me of how i think my brother and i would be if we worked together um the description of their channel is siblings, best friends, business partners, and neighbors. Devin and Derek are entrepreneurs that love making things. We want to share that passion with you and build a community to help appreciate the work of all artists and artisans. That's awesome. Uh, when I first started watching them, they were, I think, right around like 100-something followers. They now have 262 followers. So they're still really like kind of young in their channel in that way. But they're having a blast. A lot of laughter, a lot of shenanigans. Um, on Fridays, they, uh, work for part of the day and then they will start drinking together and playing video games. Um, at the end of their stream, at the end of their work day, they usually pull up fall guys and play for a little while and just do stuff. So anyways, they're just, they have got a really great, uh, rapport back and forth together. And I like the community that they're building. And I actually think that a lot of the CinemaSins fan base would feel really comfortable being who you are in their chat. Uh, and I think that they could handle you guys <laughs> um, with ease and also just feeling um, fun. It is also really fun because they have no idea what CinemaSins is. So anytime that my job has come up in chat, if there's anyone in chat who's like, oh, CinemaSins, I know them. They're absolutely 100% clueless to the world or the fan base or anything. And so it's it's just really fun to be a little bit more anonymous, I guess, in that mm-hmm. space as well. Um, but I would love to have some more fans join us. So if you guys are enjoying Twitch or you're trying to find 
like a channel that makes sense to you and you don't want to watch people play video games, this is more of that reality TV style, which we're literally just live in their basement. In fact, like right now, I just looked over, they're making waffles and eating waffles. And oh, that's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. They, and yeah, no. Okay, so here's what happened. I popped over. I said, hi. They waved at me. And I, thinking that they could see me, waved back at them. Oh. Guys, that is I'm so such a dork. funny. Yeah. yeah. I would do that too. I know. I would do that too. I'm I the know. guy that's in the car, like talking to other drivers, like they can hear me. I, I, I don't know why I did it. I said, you're on mute, but those waffles look amazing. And they mouthed hi to and waved at me. And I'm like waving back like, hey, guys. Like, like, Meanwhile, you're recording a podcast for. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, today, so your attention uh, might better be used. The mystery is so solved. Busted. So busted. Amazing. Listen, you guys were talking about other stuff. It was fine. Anyway, okay. Their channel is Moco Made. M O C O M A D. Moco Made. The title of their show is The Sibling Shit Show, usually, uh, because who knows what number of things will happen. Uh, it's just a delight to watch them. And I would love to have you guys join me there. I'm there almost at least once a day. I pop in and say hi. That's Moco made. And uh, we're just going to brush right over the fact that Danae just a few seconds ago was like, it's okay. You guys were talking about stuff I didn't care about. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm used to that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Got anything you want to send us? You can. You can mail it to us. P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can also hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Denae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Denae Hughes, and a and a having some time together, and myself, we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Happy White T-Shirt Day! Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. Together, one plus one. The fuck did I just walk into? (laughs) Hey, you're on the wrong microphone, by the way. Uh, Cool. Great. Okay. I like that my Haunted Mansion guys are in there. I love those guys. Yeah. I got that at uh, Disney, uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween two years ago. That's what they were like. They at every. Have you been to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, Aaron? No. So they do like a gift. They do like a like a special thing. Like there's something you can buy that you can't get right, at like any an other time of the year. Yeah. Exclusive and and the haunted mansion things were the exclusive oh, a couple nice. years ago. Yeah, I've thought about decorating my office as haunted mansion stuff. Oh, that's but that's fun. Is this office actually stretching? Yeah. <laughs> my husband told Iris probably seven to eight months ago that. When she turns five years old, he's going to take her to Disney. Cool. Oh. He didn't talk to me about this beforehand. That is that is a setup for a child that is just learning patience and trying to figure out how time works. I know. I was like, that's a little early. But he, you know what? 
It's it's more for him Ooh, than it is for her. That's not early. I think that is the that's perfect, perfect age. Five is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Like you can't get more perfect than five. Five is is yeah. That's right in the the sweet spot. Okay. Five. Six, I still think it's early. Absolutely. No, I was wait, no. I was hoping for six. Like let's go a little bit longer. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. That was so, probably my daughter's favorite. Five and six is probably my daughter's the most fun she's ever had at Disney. Yeah, I think you're really, she's been going since she was ten months. Five so, five I mean, to eleven is your sweet spot. I think like that's couple, you know. Couple, Couple days ago, a couple mornings ago, she wakes up, she sits up in bed, she looks at me and she goes, Is it April? <laughs> nice. And I said, No, it's February. And then it goes March and then April. Why are you thinking about April? It'll be my birthday and daddy's going to take me to the Disney store. <laughs> and I said, Oh, yeah, well, you'll be four and then next time you'll be five. And she just kind of looked at me strangely. I got to call Justin and say, hey, guess what you get to do? You get to explain time. <laughs> but hey, Meredith and Mackenzie and I, though, I mean, that might be the first time we can even go. So we might be there as well. So. <laughs> that would be so cool. We'll just do it. We'll do a BTS from Disney. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's do it. Let's do it. We could definitely do that. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to travel I'll again. I'll tell my I wife today. Wait. We're planning on... So what is that? April of 2022? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll tell her, her birthday, that. Her birthday is on she 420. Will, she, oh, that, oh, that's right. How do I forget that? Maybe it'll be... May, uh, and maybe we, it'll be legal we need by to then. Be, Nationwide. Yeah, we, so. need to be, we need to be 420 and up at Disney. <laughs> I uh, thought you didn't want to throw up. <laughs> that doesn't make me throw up. That actually help. That helps with there you stomach go. issues. See? It's all coming together. Do you not know that? Oh, you don't know that. No, I don't know that. Yeah. I think our plan is to do the easiest experience for her and for us. And not lose uh, and not have to spend all your savings. No, we would just spend all of our savings. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is going to be weird to say this, but I've been thinking about it a lot. I think that I'm going to have a little bit of anxiety for a while with being in public. I think a lot of there's, people are. There's just oh, yeah. I'm already at this. When someone comes to the house, I'm just like, I'm just. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird thing. No, I so, understand. You know, we'll have it, at least to... 18 months of training ourselves to be scared of being in public. So, yeah, of mm -hmm. course we're going to have psychological. I have to take you know, I have to take my daughter to a couple things each week. A couple things we're still letting her do, you know, activity right. wise, because, you know, they're, we feel safe. But I just sit in the car and I, I don't go in the gym or anything. I just sit in the car because they don't allow us in. Right. Uh, if, and um, I still get anxiety. I had to go I had to go to the bathroom last night, so I had to go in a gas station. That oh, flipped me the fuck no. out. Yeah. And that's ridiculous, right? All these people are just standing in there like it's nothing. And I'm like, I don't want to come in here. <laughs> <laughs> I am thankful for, uh, for however my brain is wired that I like change easy. Like I am the kind of person who actually... Mm -hmm. Likes like changing what I believe, changing what, you know, to, you know, look at my environment and really. So I, I don't think I will have much of an issue with that. It's one of the reasons I don't have a lot of anxiety is because I can go with pretty much any flow. Um, so I'm thankful for that. But man, I do not. I would not hold that against anybody because that is that is going to be a very common thing over the next several years. Uh, I yeah. think, I mean, humans are resilient. We yeah. are resilient. Sure. But, but yeah, I, that the psychology of that is going to have an impact uh, for a while. Having my, having my daughter, I think helps a little bit too, just, or having a kid in general, just because I don't know, you have to do things like, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have a choice in a lot of matters. So it kind of makes me break past that, you know, you know, uh, initial issues of anxiety in some cases, yeah. at least it helps, yeah. you know, 
So, uh, so yeah, have a kid so you can not have as much anxiety. That's that's what I'm saying. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, that's the number one thing hey, that re- relieves look, anxiety. For if you're gonna <laughs> act like there aren't benefits for you to having a kid, that's not true. No, it's absolutely aren't. true. I got to run around Wrigley Field yeah. because I had a kid. That's so right. you know. That's half of parenting is using your kids to do things you wanted to do when you were a kid. That's half of the job. Did you, I know we're supposed to start the show, but did you guys see my new desk? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Looked great. I'm so proud. I did, I did like how Aaron, though, was like, you know, you're like so excited about all this stuff you did. He's like, yeah, but you know what? You should get a different monitor. <laughs> I did. That's not what I said. <laughs> did you say that? I said next time. I said because and it was specifically in response to when you said, I'm going to try to multitask and you had all these things on the window. And I was just like, next time you should get a widescreen, you know, like this looks great, but you need a widescreen monitor. Do you I know did not, that is not what I said. Monitors are? They're not Do you that know how bad. I just bought one. Those are? I just bought one. You just said you're willing to spend a little more money if it makes your life easier. How much I mean, it was your widescreen? They are kind of expensive. Four hundred bucks. Right? That's, That's a lot. That's expensive for a monitor. That's expensive. That's a lot. I guess you can, my, get like my a, non, the, you can get a 75 inch like 4K television for $400. <laughs> you make a valid point. <laughs> I will say I did just look the uh, the LG 29 inch uh, ultra widescreen is 199.99 at Best Buy right now. So what? Yeah. Well, fuck. <laughs> oh well, you did screw up, Danae. Sorry. What do you mean? No, I'm, I'm send, kidding. Send I'm me kidding. This- why do I never call you first? I don't know. Why I, do I listen. not call you first? I know that you're the guy. I know <laughs> you're the guy. I've worked with you for 10 years. How do I not remember that you are that guy? The fucking no shit. Dang it. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Before we get going, Vision's dead. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 